I'ma test this out right quick on yeah. Now keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. I said what I said. I'ma keep it real with you. Got a little inside scoop. You ready for it? Uh oh. What is it? It's so juicy. Is that your man or no? Oh my goodness. If it isn't Little Miss Attitude. And that's eating the fuck. Single in the city, the real in relationships, and surviving single. With me, starring Chelsea. Yes, bitches. <laughs> We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Baddest bitch in this building. Hey. 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 Tag. Jokana Ricks is bad. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's another week of being not so single as fuck in the world of Chelsea Lamore. And I just want to say before we get started, we done had about an hour and a half pre-show upstairs Woo! in my kitchen. We did. We did. We, did. <laughs> we got a starra. <laughs> Y'all missed it. I mean, I am so excited for tonight's show because... I mean, from the moment this lady pulls up, we have been having a ball. You ever had somebody that you met kind of on Instagram and you're like, you know, we could be friends. And then you meet in real life and you're like, okay, bitch, we bomb, are friends. Bomb. And then you see each other again. It's like, bitch, yeah. why don't we hang out more often? Big facts. That is what today's guest is. So mm-hmm. I want everybody to welcome to the penthouse our guest for today, Miss Lovejoy. Hello, hello, hello. I gave my bitch an applause. Yes, I, I was doing that. Hi. Thank you, thank Lovejoy you. is in the building, okay? And of course, we have our resident bartender, Chrissy T. Period. Period. Who? Period. Okay, so it's going to be an <laughs> exciting show. But first thing out the gate, we got to get our ass fucks out the way. So, Lovejoy. Yes. Can we just call you Joy? You can. Okay, okay, okay. I'm telling you, it's okay. Let me, I'm so excited. Like, literally, I don't know where to start with you. Okay. <laughs> Cause now we're distant. <laughs> Yo, we're distant now. Yeah, I gotta I'm give dead. some backstory to we're distant. Okay, yeah. but every week on this show we have a different guest and we have to get the business out in the on mm-hmm. the table. Okay, so you give your ass fuck. Are you single as fuck? Is it complicated as fuck? Or are you wifey as fuck? I'm mm. single as. Huh. Ooh, mm. I feel it. I felt the yeah, girl. Yeah. The girl. Yes. The girl. I was about to say yes. The girl. Yo. <laughs> it was a very much, I don't want y'all to get it twisted. I don't want you to get it confused. I feel this in the depths of my soul. I am single as fuck. And I'm mm. here for it. And of course, our resident bartender, what is your ass fuck? My ass, sorry, that lip smack was the fuck <laughs> terrible. My ass fuck is still waiting on my ring as fuck. You know, okay. I just made my own. My own. She did. She just makes her own thing up. Mm-mm-mm. But we doing it, okay? Period. Growing this shit. Come you know on, come on. Because he's in the neighborhood. <laughs> Literally <laughs> in the let neighborhood. Let me tell y'all, he is in the neighborhood. And let me tell y'all, it's just, I don't know what has been happening this week, but I sprinkle a little, a dab-a-doo. A dab-a-doo. <laughs> of a little Jesus. Come on, that's all you need. Because literally I have been hearing nothing but like from people, I got the job, you know, I got the house, the mm-hmm. approvals. So if you receive that, uh, just lift up your hands. Hey, 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 hey man, man, okay. Can I get a period? Period. So I'm just saying, if you got some good news this week, definitely spread it. Definitely share the love, share the joy. You like the love joy? I do. Share the love joy. Yes. Okay. So of course we're gonna jump into our single song of the week. Okay. So I'm gonna recite some song lyrics, and you have to guess what song it is from. Okay. 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 The good times that made us laugh outweighed the bad. I thought we'd get to see forever. 
Come on now. I thought we get to see forever. I thought we get to see tomorrow. Come on, okay, come on. But forever's gone away. I don't so hard to say goodbye. It yeah. First of all, I just want to let y'all know she did the Whitney Houston um, yeah, bottom yeah. job. Yeah. That's when you know bitches can see yes. it. When they that bottom yes. job. I was thinking. I was trying to get the notes. I was trying to get the tune. Okay. Yeah. That's yes. It, it is boys to men. Yes. So hard to say goodbye. And the reason I chose that is because I want you to reach out and touch your HBCU friends. Mm. We are not okay. We are homecoming is canceled. Yeah. And we don't know. And it's so hard. Yeah. To say it goodbye is. to is. homecoming. It is. Mm. Okay. So that was an old Ooh, to That just gave me chills. <laughs> Isn't that fucking crazy? She she literally, literally has chills. Praise for your friends. We're not okay. Even if you have a friend. Wow. Because you know it's always some people that didn't go to school but they got a homecoming period first of I mean, all they travel event. they travel like it's Miami well to be honest the yard be, the yard be full of the dropouts and the no shows first of all and they be the best looking ones it's a good time and they do can we talk about it that's but no that's how Yo. you know if you have a real so, good homecoming girl because honestly homecoming isn't just about the alumni it's about mm. the connections mm. it's about the community of the people that live there I remember I went to auntie's homecoming Jiho mm -hmm. and I felt like I went there mm. I was invested in my experience and everybody that was from Greensboro was invested in the experience so whether mm. you went to school or not mm. um, or if you were a dropout you're welcome at homecoming however the people that go to PWIs and want to come and just enjoy mm. our experience and then talk shit when y'all leave mm. y'all can say where the fuck y'all at and okay. kiss the black meat of my ass okay cause I saw Ooh. some black meat of ass yesterday <laughs> and I know that's right the niggas love the black meat though. they do the dark meat of that ass they, they love, love the black meat though you know what the dark meat is moist. It is, baby. That's the juiciest part. Don't get insisted, baby. Embrace your dark Yo, meat. I am so done with y'all already. Come on, like. come on, come on. Yo. All right. So every week we do a segment called The Scroll. And it is where hot topics meet relationships. And we just kind of give our, our take on what's going mm -hmm. on. Okay. So I only chose three this week. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm. So let me move this page because I rewrote it because my handwriting was a little sloppy. <laughs> and then our pre-show was so juicy, I started taking notes on the conversation yes, with Joy. Yes, I mean, I gotta pull the page over. The pre-show was juicy. A bitch man. was literally taking notes. Okay, yeah, I was yeah, like, my it. mouth was so open. I <laughs> the bitch showed up in her red beret to to stir the pot. Hey, to hey. stir the motherfucking pot. I love right. it. So, um, one of the first things that we're going to talk about is one of the most popular things on Twitter this week and on Instagram was where we started and where we are now. And um, one person that did it was Sweetie and Quavo. Sweetie. I always call her Sawati after Tracy Ellis Ross said that she Child. met her and she didn't know the girl's name was Sweetie. And okay. she said, Sawati. Yo. She was real African. She had Yo. taken that mother. Yeah, 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 she yeah, did. Yeah. She took <laughs> it eBay from good times. Yo. She took it real eBay First from good times. Nobody can. We love her. We I love, love her. Tracy. But like, she thought that Sawati's name was Sawati. Auntie Tracy. <laughs> so Sawati and Quavo. And so how they met was in the DMs. Um, he sent her a snowflake. And she said, he said, because, you know, her thing is icy girl. And she said, he said, you are icy girl. I'm a glacier boy. Ooh. Period. Who? 
Big dick energy. Ooh, goddamn, okay. yes. Because he didn't say something stupid like a motherfucking, uh, you what know what you saying? doing? He yeah, he didn't say right. He no. thought about that, how it can resonate with, with your spirit. Soul. I'm with it. He was on brand, okay? So um, my thing is it's hilarious because it took a spin after that. And so a lot of guys were sending girls snowflakes. Oh, mm. <laughs> the copycat syndrome came out and bitches me. been turning these niggas down left and right they be like you gonna send me two Birkins you got Quavo money mm-hmm. so my question is either for your current relationship or your last relationship how did it start and where are you now Ooh. let's start with I have a feeling Lovejoy is about to Ooh. give us some real this. So I'm gonna start with yeah. I'm gonna start with Chrissy I'm gonna start with Chrissy I wasn't prepared <laughs> how did y'all start how did you meet and where are you now? Um, we met, ironically, it's we met. Yes. And it's so. In- Look, we, <laughs> we synchronized. We both right. did that. Um, we met at a mutual friend's house. Um, I didn't know I was getting set up. Oh. I was actually singing for the Lord at Come church. On. Okay. Okay. It was ordained. Period. Not Bellarine. Bellarine. That was that was her tambourine. Bellarine. That was the tambourine. That's how you know it's blessed. Come on. Even Bellarusha. I'm taking it. I'm that taking it. Crazy. That was Bella's crazy. Yo, Bella Rusha needs to be a part of the show. Yo, at this she point. really does. She really does. <laughs> so, um, we met at a mutual friend's house. Um, it was my cousin, his one of his good friends that we still, you know, hang out with. Anyways, they were setting me up with him, mm, and he knew about it. See, I was blind. But, but now then, you see. <laughs> okay. And it's crazy because it was a, um, it's almost been three years. November 5th, it'll be three years. And um, it's just, it's just so crazy because it was a football game. It was Seahawks against Redskins. That was when y'all met. Mm-hmm. Okay. So y'all met. It was kind of like a blind date. And where are you now? Um, we are amazing. We're in a strong relationship. I'm waiting for my ring. Okay. Period. I won't go into detail. But, um, we're, we're doing really good. Like Uh we are like, I feel like we needed this time to one, to get to know each other. We have a blended family as Mm -hmm. you may know. Duh. I talked about Mm -hmm. it all the time on the show. Um, so this was a good time. Like I think three years was a good time to gel and to really grow as a family. Cause it Mm -hmm. wasn't just me and him. It was me, him and the boys. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what's really interesting, before we get to Lovejoy, how you can, I think a lot of times people imagine a blended family to be like, I have a kid, mm-hmm. you have a right, kid. Right, right, right. We blend together. So mm-hmm. do you still, you consider it a blended family, even though that you aren't necessarily bringing, you're just, your family is Excuse me. Just, just little old me. But it's still a blended family. <laughs> it is, um, because I feel like, one, I'm the only female, so it's not, you know, it's just boys, mans, mans, ugh. And Crunchy's so, house. And just me in Crunchy's house. Period. <laughs> you should have seen that. Lord have mercy. And Crunchy's house. So I will say, I feel like it's a blended family. I feel like anytime where you mesh different, you know, parts of a family up, regardless of, you know, what the components are, mm-hmm. I do feel like it's a blended family. So I know, I guess I never looked at it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I call it a blended family. Yeah, the original blended family, the Brady mm-hmm. Bunch. Hmm. Period. <laughs> okay, Miss Lovejoy, your current relationship and or your last relationship, how did it start? And I have a feeling it has a catastrophic ending. It really did. Okay, so <laughs> as we know from our ass fuck segment, I am single as fuck. Mm-hmm. Let me 
put the baby down. Hold on one. She don't need to hear this. She don't, Belarus don't need to be a part of this. Because her head was about to get crazy. Okay. Now, if you know me, you know that I go by one model in, 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 in reference to, or to pay homage to my girl Nene Leaks. I said... What, what I, I said. said. Come now, on. Period. My past relationship, the last relationship that I was in, which mm-hmm. ended in October, September of 2019, by which I am still celibate from. Mm. Mm, that pussy's on ice. On ice. Okay. I ain't mad at it. Goes a little something like this. Okay. So I was, uh, it was Shamrock the Block of oh, last wow. year. Okay. And I was out. I had been out all day long. Having- For those that don't know, Shamrock the Block is a St. Patrick's Day event here in Richmond. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody meets downtown and it's outside. It's a festival. It gets fucked up. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that day I had been Shamrocking the Block, as they say. <laughs> and right now I just want to just grab this pumpkin from her. Is it okay? I know. Please grab it okay, from her. Grab- she right. never makes that much noise. Right. She never does. She actually shows. Out. Throw it in that room. Yes. Oh, no, keep there it right there. Keep yep. it right there. She can mm-hmm. go. She looking around like, okay. oh, bitch, you coming right. in my house. You done fucked up. Okay, I still <laughs> love you though. I love you, Bella. Love you always. Look, yeah. she really looking. So listen, so I, I had shamrocked the block that day and it was getting ready to come time to go to the little day party, which you segued into the night. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I ran into a classmate of mine. You know how these guys Oh, walk down memory lane, head ass. Walk down memory lane. Listen, you, think you better hit so us right. with the vocals. You better hit us with the motherfucking vocals. I was waiting for the other part because that's my part, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that verse. I love, it's okay, I love that. I, you were just giving it to ran me. Just enough. Ran into my classmate who I haven't seen in a few years. Mm. Now, this person, I've seen them maybe three or four times since graduation in 2001. That's right. Hello. Class of 01 stand up, wow. whatever you are, all over the building. I don't think I've ever met anybody that said they were class 01. Here we go. Seriously. I'm right here. I'm serious. <laughs> not, not saying that's old. I just never met anybody that said they were 2001. I met a 2000. I know. I met a 2000. But I never right, met anybody right, that right, said they right, were 2001. Right. Right. 01 is in the building. The, all right. The original one of the year. Ooh. Even though O's felt like they were first. It's okay. Mm. Oh. Oh, cool. I like the spin on that. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, we are the one. I'm just saying. So anyway, I ran into this person and I was like, oh my God, how are you? They were like, I'm good. I haven't seen you since three, four years ago. You're doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were like, I'm doing good. They were really drunk. And of I was course. like, are you good? They were like, I'm good. I was like, okay, I'm good too. So we had a good time and they was like, here, go get something to drink. They shot me a 20 and I looked at the 20. I was like... Put it in my pocket because I'll be drinking at this bitch for free. Yes. Anyway, <clears throat> they was like, well, here goes some money. And so then they came back with more drinks. I was like, okay, cool. The night was ending. They were really drunk. I said, what's your number? Because I want to make sure you get home safe because I'm just that type of bitch. Yeah. Oh, That's shit. That's really just me. So I got the number and luckily I already had That's it. where you went wrong. You were concerned. I, went wrong. <laughs> I, I, I was concerned. You can't be concerned about these niggas. Hey, you right. they are your niggas. This, this just fell upon my lap. Because when God said, <laughs> when you're concerned... You got to have the discern. Let him use you. All over the building. All over this building. I, that just drove me like how hindsight, the girls are like, eh, that's where you went wrong. You can't care about these niggas. Don't, Too soon. You can't care about these niggas. So <clears throat> I had the number already in my phone from years ago. Had not changed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Niggas love to not change their number. They love it. Oh, I mm. must be a nigga because I had uh, the oh, same number since. I've had the same number since um uh, eighth grade. My yeah, daughter was born in 2005. Uh, I've had this number for a very long time. Probably oh, wow. before that. Anyway. 
All her old hoes can still hit her up. Period. They can. The numbers are the same. Period. Period. Anyway, so I hit him up the next day. Actually, I had texted him that night. He was really drunk. Mm-hmm. He left with to these, be expected. He left with these people, one with, with whom I had been kicking it. But that's another story for another day. Anyway, they all had left, and the next day I... I was out for brunch because you know Shamrock is a whole weekend. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's experience. So I was out for brunch by myself because I'm a I'm a rose duo. I'm a rose dolo from state to state type of bitch. Come on, okay? come on. Y'all in my belly. Y'all know how it goes. Come yes. on, come on. So I was at Cornerstones eating brunch. Yo, mm-hmm. Shout out Cornerstones. Shout, shout out, out to brunch. Brunch is Cornerstones. Their brunch is great. Yeah. Um. So I was there and my phone rang and they were like, "Hey, what's up?" I was like, "What's going on with you?" They were like, "You text me." I was like, "I'll make sure you're okay." They were like, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm at brunch." They said, "Well, damn, I was going to invite you to Fleming." Ooh, Kimway Grange. Chow, he increased the territory. <laughs> That's the same way I felt. <laughs> Uh-oh. Do, do Uh-oh. we have time for my story? Yeah, yes. we do. Girl, look, let me settle into oh, it. Get, get comfortable. Okay. So I said to myself in my mind, not out of my mouth, because you can't let these niggas know what no. you're thinking. That's good. I said, Fleming's, ah, he's trying to impress the bitch. Mm-hmm. I said, well, that's very, a very nice gesture. However, I'm already eating brunch, so I will call you later. Come on now. Mm-hmm. I Come love on. it. Smart play. I did. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that I did. Smart play. So I hit him up, and uh, we started chatting. Now, I've been knowing this person for since I was in the sixth Grade. Okay. That's so you're how, familiar. That's how long I have been knowing of him. But see, ladies, what y'all gotta understand, it's a difference because after graduation, people get into who they really are. Woo! And you she gotta, is preaching. Are you talking to my mama? Are you talking to my mama? Because my mama need to hear this episode. Hey mama, I love you. <laughs> Carolyn. What you got to understand? Carolyn. What you got to understand is after motherfuckers get grown, Ooh. that boy you knew is not that man mm. he is. It's a big difference. Mm-hmm. So I said to myself, okay, I know him. So I thought, because this is. Because you're familiar. I'm familiar. We're going to just call him Tyrone. We got to call him Of course, we got to call him Tyrone. Erica, if you're listening, this is for you. We got to call him Tyrone. (laughs) So I said, okay, I know Tyrone, whatever, whatever. So we started chatting on the phone. And then we were chatting on the phone. Now, mind you, I'm like, I'm I'm a woman's woman. But mm-hmm. I'm cool as a bitch too, right? Right, right, so right. I got right, a lot right. of guy friends that I hang out with because mm-hmm. I usually don't get along too well with a particular caliber of woman. However, Woo! I right. can roll with the niggas because right, I'm, right. I'm from the hood. Well, right. I love you because we're going to exchange numbers. We are. Yes. We are. We're not leaving here. <laughs> we're going to create a little group text. Yo, First of all, what you don't realize is from this point on, we're a trio. Yeah. We are. We're going to have a group Period. text. We're going to say, good morning, queen. I love yes. you. This is going to be awesome for you. You're going to satisfy your dreams and your goals today, and I support you. I'm going to give you that. So anyway, <laughs> we are texting, and we're talking, and then he's like, hey, the movie's coming out called Us. Mm, okay. Okay. Shout out to Key and Peel. And so mm. I was like, he was like, do you want to go see the movie? I was like, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So I was like, is this a, you know, you got to let me know, is this a date? You know, what's going on? Because I'm a woman that got my own. So I just need to know what's really happening. Right. Mm-hmm. So he was like, yeah, I'll meet you. So I, I need said, to know if I need my $300 so at, for popcorn in advance. Thank you. So at, this, $300, bitch. Bye. So at this time, I'm Bye. like, I'm going to drive. I'm going to meet you because I don't necessarily right, want you right. to come to my home. Yep. I have a child. I don't want you coming to my house. And though I feel like I know you, okay, we went to. Movie theater, okay, uh, with the food and yes. stuff. What's it called? Cinnabistro. Yes, Cinnabistro. Uh huh. So we get to Cinnabistro. Oh. We're sitting down at Cinnabistro, and um, we oh, had did a- you recline the seat? 
We did. We sat in the front, so we had the stools. So, oh, okay. so we, so we, 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 we ordered some drinks before we went in. He came in. And he had his little polo sweater. I'm like, okay, nigga, got a little polo sweater on. Okay, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm cute but classy. You know what, what I, size? What size was he? As far as like the polo sweater, he's a uh, probably about a a large, extra large. Ooh. Okay, so that's about a one twenty five. Exactly. Or more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Depending on with a discount. You know what? what? This is how you know I'm out of the nigga realm. Because when you said 125, I thought you meant weight. No, no, no. Price. Price. I was like, he only went 125. So we get to the restaurant and uh, I mean, to the movie theater and we get in and we get a little drink and we sit down and he's like, well, do you want me to buy you a bottle of wine? I'm like, a bottle of wine. The next period. A bottle. I said, no, I'm good. I'll just have a glass of red. Mm. House red dry. Because mm. that's what I like. Mm. So we get in there. We sit down. And we order the food. I order what I normally get at Cine Bistro. Shout out to Cine Bistro. And so he pulls out a wad of money that kind of explodes in his lap. Ooh. Ooh. I like explosions. So like it, a bottle of champagne. Oh, it didn't explode like a bottle of champagne. It explode like a but a, a, a like a Pellegrino. A, oh, it, it exploded like a bus cut. Ooh, that's strong. Oh shit! And so I peeked it out my peripheral. But he you, wanted you to see it. You can't never let a nigga know that you notice him. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, noticed yeah. all the money, and immediately I said, "I have an access, man. What he do for a living?" And you ask him how he make his money. Mm-hmm. Busting nuts on money on me. Yeah. Okay. So I just threw caution. Right. Yeah. Okay. When a lot of us black, I'm just women a woman do. out there enjoying my meal. A lot of movie. us black women throw caution to the wind all too often. But I'm gonna mm. tell you, as you grow and keep living, don't dis, don't do not ignore that caution mm-hmm. that is being thrown. Now we have mm. a good time. We drink. We eat. Whatever. And I didn't want the night to end. Y'all know how it is. Oh, yes, that's a girl. good night. You want to dance with somebody yes. like fucking Wendy Houston had ass. <laughs> so, yes. we left Cinebistro. That's a good date. Can we yes. just simmer on that yes. right there for a second? A because it's so many times when you on a date and you're like, I'm ready girl. for this to be over. You start so texting people. when you get in. The thing is, what it is when you like, I don't want it to end. You get excited about mm. the fact that you don't yep. want it to end. So, boom. And a lot of times what we do when we don't want the date to end, we'll find somewhere else to go. What you about to do? Mm-hmm. So I went to a little spot near my home, which is nowhere near Santa Bistro. And so when I got there, I texted him. I said, hey, what you doing? He said, I'm, on, I'm almost at my house, which is like 30 minutes from where I live. Mm. So I was like, well, I'm at a little bar. Do you want to come up here? He was oh, like. Oh, don't tell me he had that U-turn. Huh? He had that U-turn. He had that U-turn, baby. Mm-hmm. But Period. what he said before was, I live away. I said, don't worry about it. I know you. I'm going to let you crash mm. on my couch. Mm. Now that's a good or a bad thing. Yeah. It was a great well, thing. It was a great thing. Okay. okay. So before he got there, because you know, I'm an independent woman. Hello, all my melanin popping strong black women out there. And I said to myself, I'm gonna make sure I get to this thing the two patron shots in the corona that I know he liked. Mm. And I fronted the bill. Mm-hmm. So when he got there, the place was just about to close, but he had just enough time to buck down them two shots and take that yes. corona. Mm-hmm. So then we left there and we went. Oh, home. she an old school player. Yes. She an old school Look, player. Like Processing that's, all of them. Them the kind of notes that your grandma yes, gave you yes. and you held on yeah. to them. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, that's so good. So we went to my house and I have a big sectional. 
I love the one thing I love about a sectional, right? Is it's not like a regular couch, so you can have your space and I can have mm-hmm. my space. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. He came or if we time. want, we can share space. Or we can huh? share space because I got a chase too. Ooh. Anyway, so we can share space. But he sat on his side and I sat on my side, and we basically just talked until he fell asleep because I be trying to look out for these niggas, okay? Mm. And I didn't want him to drive through Chesterfield or Restfield County, yeah, yeah, not nice. really knowing what he had going yeah. on at the right, time. Right, 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 so I right. said, "You just gonna crash here tonight?" Because I live all the way up in. Mm-hmm. All right. So he stayed there. He left the next morning. But the next morning when he left, as he was leaving, as I was still asleep on the couch, he said, thank you for the drinks. And he put something on my stomach and he walked out the door and I looked down. It was a hundred dollar bill. There's more where that came from. So I said <laughs> to myself, well, you know, that was on me. It was nothing. Whatever I pay for that, I could do that, baby. It's nothing. So. Long story short. You got a slight New Orleans like accent. Yes. I mean, I've heard it three times so far. You said three. Baby. I've heard it about three times. I shouldn't agree on that. Mm-hmm. So, contrary to everything else that was going on, the relationship progressed. So finally, it was to the point where I had to ask him, do you like me like that? Because I'm a little dumb. I, I, I hate when little, you have to ask that. Though. I'm a little naive. So I don't be really, I don't want to assume anything. For all I know, you enjoy my company. But you might not see me in a sexual or relationship way. Mm. So he said, yeah, I do like you. So y'all didn't have sex? We didn't. Okay, okay. So I said, and by, it was it was two years, two and a half years for me when I talked to him. When we started dating. It, it would have been two and a half years since you had sex? Exactly. Okay. You, you love to put your head I put the God pussy on. Damn. Oh, um, so, what's that? What's the meals called when you can, um. Frozen? They're like frozen meals, but like Instant. the military. Dry, freeze the dry. Yeah, dry, dry free. free. Yo, dry free. Put yes, yes, yes. So he said he did like me like that. And so I said, okay, well, let's talk about what you got going on in your life. Mm. What kind of loose strings you got that need to be tied up? Mm-hmm. So he told me. I said, okay, we're going to have to fix that. Long story short, he fixed it. And we began to progress. And um, just a series of just him being like the great guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just very attentive. I didn't have to ask. Mm-hmm. It was given. I love a don't have to ask. You know, type one, day, one day he showed up to my house with a part to my car. Mm. I didn't even know I needed that part, but he knew. Mm. And I said, "This is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for not the way you at or what you're doing, but the W Y N. What you need type. She's hey! dropping gems. I'm, I'm getting chills. Hold on. I need to put that in my notes. W Y N, what you need? That is good, yeah. and that's what he was to me. And so, as time progressed, he came around My more God. often. And that's that reminds me of like YRN. All them niggas have YRN, young rich niggas. Yes. Nah, 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 nah. W Y N, what you need? What you need? Mm. That's well, you know, good. that's when you know the stuff, the stuff salmon dinner started being prepared by me, <laughs> and the surf and turf started being prepared. But see, by but see, you mentioned in a good point there. You gotta let, you gotta yeah. progress that. Shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause no, bitches be coming out the gate with this uh, no, stuffed salmon. No, no. You can't come. So give a nigga some hamburger helper. Yeah. Okay. So even then, I still hadn't. I still didn't give up no ass because you know. I'm gonna give y'all two reasons why I don't give the ass up. Number one, you gotta work for this, okay? Because mm-hmm. I know my worth and I know what I'm. I'm for. But number two. You might dog me, but before you do, some bills will be paid. Come on. Mm. Some accounts will be yeah, cleared. Yeah, come on. And some motherfucking shit will be taken care of. So period. you think you're leaving me high and dry? No, bitch, you didn't left me leveled up, period. Mm. That's what I'm saying. That's you good. right. So he came. We fell in love immediately. I mean, it was like wow. love. I loved him. Because I'm a, I'm classy, blue, bougie, but I'm ghetto too. Classy, yeah, but yeah. trashy. 
Birkin bag me. Hey, Spend a couple thousands hey, on my titties hey. and my ass. Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lady <laughs> in the streets. And we, when we go out, I'm not... We- I'm not a bitch to go on a date with my nigga with Air Max and a flight jacket, bitch. I'm mm. going out in, I might be fashion over down, GD online down, Macy's down, but I'm going to have on a heel. Come on. With a cream toe. Mm. Not a cream toe. Okay. Not white toe. That's how you know you a lady. Yes, yes, that's how you are. You are a woman of listen, a certain caliber. Yes. I don't do not these white toes. White toe, a, a cream toe. toe. A cream toe and a, red, and a red lip. So, cream toe and a red lip. <laughs> I already I love a red lip, but yes. I feel like the cream toe. It's a cream toe for me. I just want to tell you this, Joe. I feel like you are schooling us. Yes, right? yes. I we need that. this. It's the, cream, right. it's the cream. Pour toe. into us. Yes. Pour into the. Look at me. I'm like pour into you. It's the cream toe. So you know the nigga is like, damn, I never had. Chill. You know she was around in 2001 with the cotton candy polish. Honey, I was in the ballerina in the, in the ballet. Listen, come on. The nigga was like, I never had a cream toe. Damn. <laughs> And a red lip. Mm. And I said, I know you never had that. She's a lady I'm, of distinction. I'm about to level you up. Mm. Child. Any bitch that ever looked at you and thought you was trash, I'm going to level you up. I'm going to shine good. you up. That's any, good. any picture you ever took and nigga said, who is that? This, I'm going to level you I up. I am feeling this in my soul. Anybody that ever looked at you and said you would never be nothing but a Listen. nigga from I'm going to level you up. Because come on. back then, they, they didn't, didn't want, want me. Now you're hot. They all on me. The nigga birthday rolled around. I said, you know what, baby? I'm going to do something real special for you because you do for me. You make sure I have what I need. I don't have to ask. Bills is always paid and food is always there and puss is always laid. I'm just saying that's how it is. I love how we both sat back with it. So his birthday came up. I said, do you have a passport? He said, I don't. I said, okay, go ahead and take your picture for the passport. Okay. But he dragged his feet with it because this is when I started to realize it was a lot of feet dragging. Mm. But I still persevered because I wanted a relationship. Mm-hmm. So for his birthday, I went and I bought like a, uh, what you call it, the two-seater, the charger, right? From mm-hmm. I went and got it from okay. the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hindsight 2020, I was going to use my corporate card for my job. But I, I wanted to use my bank card, but because I wasn't flying back into Richmond, uh, flying out of Richmond, I couldn't use it. And I called him. I said, give me your credit card. He said, I don't Ooh. have a license. I said, well, this is news to me. What mm. the fuck you mean you don't have a and license? And you've been driving around. You've been driving mm. around and getting it with me in the God car. Damn. You've been picking up my daughter from school when I need you, but you don't have nothing. I said, nonetheless, I'm going to use my corporate card. See, I risked my job for this. Ooh, the sacrifice. Girl, I'm getting chills. I can't get my shit together. <laughs> use the card. I'll pay the price. Mm. Got the car, pulled up at his little house that looked like a matchbox, and I, boom. I pulled up at his head. house that looked like a Not matchbox. I did. the matchbox. The nigga was looking like, who the fuck is that? I said, babe, get your shit. You ready? I said, look, put your shit in, put everything you think you want to take with you in a in, in a suitcase when you get to my house. I'm going to sort it because I already knew he didn't need much. Mm-hmm. He said, where we going? I said, you'll find out when we get on the plane. Come on, boss bitch. I am. We, we drive. I said, I am. We drive all the way to Maryland because we flew out of BWI. I okay. drive the whole way. Pull up, get out, have breakfast at the uh, airport. And we were walking. I said, here go our flight, babe. We're going to Myrtle Beach. Mm. He said, I am so excited. Oh, my God. This is great. I never had nobody take me on a trip. Mm. I said, I'm so glad you like it because for real, our line is over here. And we're going to fucking San Juan, Puerto Rico. Woo! Bitch! I did. He was grateful. He was grateful. Right. But, but girl, since you I thought 
Let me upgrade you. Let me upgrade you. Girl, what was his face? Did you? I recorded it, baby. He said, the first thing he said was, I got to call my mama. Huh? And that. When the big bucks start rolling in. Listen, and I said, yes. we going to Myrtle Beach. I rented a badass Airbnb right across from the motherfucking beach, baby. We got to Myrtle Beach and canoed, glow in the dark on the lagoon, honey. Oh, you we know niggas having a good time when they get on a fucking canoe. Everything. Niggas ain't just getting on a canoe. Niggas ain't just getting on a canoe. Anytime a nigga get on a canoe or take his that's socks off, that's a whole, that's that's whole really sport. That's a whole sport for when black niggas, people. Yeah. When niggas get in water and when they take their socks off, I know you a little comfortable. You know a little comfortable. Listen, so you was in Puerto Rico. We were. We went to Puerto Rico. God. And I showed up in Puerto Rico because I really said you just bring your your white tees, your beaters, and your jean shorts. And, I got the rest. And you know, I you know, I was in two piece white body cons, bitch. I was given back out tada, no bra needed, mm. no panties. I was just giving life in Puerto Rico. You was giving love joy. This, yeah, this was this was a, yeah. I was given three ba- four five bathing suits interchange them. I was given photo shoot, okay? Mm. And he fronted every bill that was there because I had fronted the hotel, what with the Airbnb. Oh, and but the a nigga flight. feels good doing that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the thing. A and nigga will feel good. We went, doing to the went to the mall. He said, get whatever you want. I said, I don't really really want nothing. I got you here with me. I'm great. I ended up getting, oh, that made him want to spend even yeah, more money. I ended up getting some <laughs> Chanel perfume and some and 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 this beautiful white and gold Tory uh, Tory, Tory Birch. Birch Tory Birch cuff. Mm-hmm. I love it, and it's for sale now because I don't want that bitch. No more. Anyway, well, I so, see where we ended. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> so you know, we left there, we came back home, and just as time progressed, I just was like, "Where are we going next? Okay, what's next? I know what you got going on, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, the, the passport, the, the nut you bust with no job, with mm. the money, no passport." What's going on? Well, you know, he lived with his mama. I got to help my mama because she can't drive by herself. I said, oh, that's nice. Well, and technically, neither can you. And sooner or later, I started <laughs> to see that your mama can drive by herself. So I started to piece two and two together. Mm-hmm. And finally, I said to myself, it's a lot of inconsistencies happening. And six months in, even though I'm having the time of my life, I feel like I really have met my soulmate. Mm. I still feel like I'm number one. See, ladies, what you guys have to realize is when you are in a relationship with someone and you love them and you giving your all never put yourself second mm. Mm. come on now and learning how to put yourself first is going to set you up for a lot of heartache mm-hmm. but that heartache is going to set you it's going to pay off in the long for what your future has to bring you okay mm-hmm. we start having a conversation so what we're going to do about work honey because i get up and go to work every day and though you give me money and though you do what you have to do and you have a hvac certification and you are you have a lot of potential. You're not exerting that. You're not giving me the mm. the energy or right. the ambition that I'm looking mm. for within you. Can we get into? I'm sorry. <laughs> I think this should, can, this should be. Am I going this should, no, 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 no. Just no saying, we can, are so. Can we just say? Just, can, I just want to say. Are, can we get into like the way that you are talking to us? You are literally <laughs> pouring into. <laughs> look, I think this should be called. The pour into cream cult, cream toe, distant episode. I just feel like Like, I am just we. I have never been. It is the way in which you are speaking to us. No, 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 no. no. This is good. I wish y'all could be here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry y'all not here. You know what? This is going to be a promise. I'm gonna let you finish the show. I mean, your um, what you were saying. But this is going to be a promise. like when Rona is over, we need a live show oh, yeah. with Love Joy. Ma'am. Yeah. Live show somewhere, with Love Joy. Somewhere sexy. Because yes, I feel like 
like, this is something that people need to experience. We're just going on vacation. Look, no, seriously, you are dope as fuck. Well, thank you. I appreciate that 100%. And and this is all real. Yeah, I'm not making that I know. And this is the the part. I'm going to just go ahead and forewarn y'all now. Go ahead and get ready for a part two of this episode. Because this is going to be a long episode. Yeah. And I'm going to do two drops on this. So the show comes out on Tuesday. Expect another one on Thursday. Um, because, Because I already feel like... I haven't even gotten to the things that I wanted to talk to you about. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no, no. Don't feel bad. But I feel like this is such valuable like conversation. And so this is needed. Get ready. It's Mm. one of those shows. Every now and again, on our first uh, episode Mm. back after hiatus on season four that we're in, we had a long episode that we broke into two parts. And I rarely do it. I have to do it. Okay. I have to do it today. So go ahead and buckle up and get committed because we're going to have two episodes this Mm -hmm. week. Boom. Period. Go ahead. All right. So the committed woman that I am, I got his resume. I tweaked it. I did what needed to be done. We don't love to be an old snagger job asshole. No. We (laughs) do. Recruiter has. Oh, indeed. God God damn. I got the resume together and I started applying for jobs. I said, hey, jobs are going to be contacting you. So you need to get on your shit. You need to be answering numbers that you don't know that call your phone. Long story short, <laughs> long story short, he didn't do it. And so, oh, man. in between the time that he didn't do it, it was time for a sit down. You know, niggas don't like to sit down. They don't, they don't oh, they like don't like when a bitch call them to the carpet. They and they really don't like him when you take off work to do it, because that's what I did. Ooh, oh, that means, oh, you yeah, got, yeah, oh yeah. that means that she had a doctor. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that means your mama waiting for your ass. Mm-hmm. So I had the conversation with him. I said, hey, listen, this is what was going to happen. We're six months in, and I don't see you trying because mm. as far as I'm concerned you could box shelves at food line overnight yep. I just yep. need you to get on paper because right now we're looking at houses together yep. and I even I even told them we this. need growth I said, I said I said I got the credit and right the paycheck you got the, the money cash. Mm-hmm. so why don't we do why don't we go ahead and flip some houses yep he said, yep. He said no. gotta give a nigga vision man said, no. I said why don't we I said you got a truck let's go to Home Depot because I got a Home Depot account right because I got a house I said let's go and purchase some cleaning supply products we could we could go out and outsource to see if we can at least get a preliminary stage in the business and clean we can clean offices at yep. right right anything to bring legit business into the home because contrary to what you think though you have the cash you don't have the longevity cash is I not king anymore longevity mm-hmm. yeah. but i'm trying to get you some longevity so that we can be what they call together a power couple yeah because mm-hmm. yeah. right now you're just bringing in money and i'm putting in all of the you bring in the assets the taxable income is yeah coming yeah from yeah me. he didn't want to do none of that so i set him down uh-uh. i said look you gotta do one of two things he said, well, don't I help you out around here? I said, baby, but before you came, the places was already set. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't think for two yeah, seconds yeah, yeah. you didn't dredge me from up out the right, gutter, baby. Right. Because mm-hmm. before you got here, there was couches and cars yeah, yeah, and yeah. food. Yeah, yeah. There was pictures on the wall mm-hmm. and laundry detergent. There was yeah. I wasn't in need before drink. you got here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't in a need. You are what I like to call an additive resource. Come on. On additive that resource. is good. Period. Don't Come take it. On additive resource. That's what you are. And a long time, I let you get the Y'all pussy. Y'all gonna stop playing with love, Joy. You gonna stop. A long time and into it, I let you get the pussy, and then you became a sexual resource. But to me, additive outside resource. of the additive resource, that's what you call a chore. Mm. Anyway, it didn't work out. We, we ended up breaking up because he was not willing to sacrifice his lifestyle for his growth. Mm. And that, to me was all that I needed to end the relationship. So how long were y'all together? 
from Shamrock the Block until October. It was quick. But you know what? I, but it was. It, it was, doesn't yeah, matter. It I mean, deep. I yeah, always yeah. say like I think sometimes people focus too much on time on time yeah. because even mm-hmm. myself. Like, I even had to talk about it on my story this week. I did. When I was saying, like, where we started to where we are now. And I said, some of y'all motherfucking nosy assholes. I mean, attentive assholes. what they are. Um, Y'all gonna notice that the DM happened in November. And a bitch was married by February. But... Every even my mother told me, you know, my parents, they're divorced. They divorced when I was in third grade, but mm-hmm. my parents have been together since they were 15. Mm-hmm. And so when my mom found I was getting married, aside from the fact of her struggling with it being a woman, she was like, you know, me and your dad were together for over 10 years, 15 years, and it didn't work out. So it doesn't mean just because you with somebody for this amount of time that it's going to work out. Sometimes you meet that person and you just Come know. On. See, and it's just good. right. And, and I'm a firm believer in people just being your person so mm-hmm, I never mm-hmm. put any time restraints on what it was because yeah. I connected with him so well so what I will say is this and this is for all you ladies who might be out there right now feeling like you cannot say this that breakup broke me mm. okay oh because, I done had a few of them because mm. I was so sure that this person was my person mm-hmm. why because I could be the woman in the streets and the lady and the, the, the and woman the in the streets and mm-hmm. the freak in the sheets with him. We understood each other. And though he might have been less than what, what people would normally think I would date, he was good enough for mm-hmm. me. Yep. Mm-hmm. However, even with that being said, <laughs> yeah, even with that being Not said. Not the silent cosign from Chris. This yeah. is just so good. I just Even with that being said, he was good enough for me, but he wasn't good for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to discourage any women out there who see something in the eyes of your man that sparks what you know your future can hold as long as they're doing their part. Yep. But when they're not doing their part, you, you gotta need, realize that you need to look at that spark in their eyes mm-hmm. as a as a wet match. It's only gonna light for a second and then it's gonna go out. You're not gonna be able to to, to warm yourself with But that. I think the part of what it is is that you had that foresight. Right. Mm -hmm. I think so many, especially I love the city girls, but I think everybody, especially young women, like in the thirties and in their twenties, they're in that city girl mentality of the Mm -hmm. here and the now Mm -hmm. and the flashy and what's now. And you have the foresight to say, okay, 10 years from now, Mm -hmm. 15 years from now, what are we really doing? And so a lot of girls get enamored by what that man is able to do for them right now Mm -hmm. and that cash Mm -hmm. that's coming in. But really, what does that really do for you in the long run? Mm -hmm. And especially life, I've been talking about this for a minute, life post-corona, cash is no longer king, baby. I mean, there's coin shortages, Mm -hmm. there's money shortages, and if you don't have money and credit in place, you are, especially people that are, like, disenfranchised anyway, right. you are especially fucked. You know what I'm saying? So I want to I wanna just say something right now for everybody who's listening who would have something to say negative. Because, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. So I'm pretty sure they're going, well, you knew what he was doing. And you knew what you were getting yourself into and all those things. Yes. But I also knew what he told me. From the beginning. And I'm going to tell you something. Women of my caliber, not to toot my own horn, but we, toot, get, toot. we get a bad reputation beep, for beep. being bougie and shit like that. And that's really not me. So I'm, I was willing to give someone a chance who was showing me that they wanted. But ultimately, they didn't. They lied about their reasons for being at home But you know what? Okay, I'm going to stop you there. Okay. Only because I literally had this conversation with my wife mm-hmm. about my father and about some other people, like, friends that I have in, di- in dating situations. And so, like, my dad, 
I really believe that he wanted, you know, just like how we finish high school and you say, okay, I'm going to go to college because you know that's what you're supposed to do. It sounds like it's supposed to be the right thing. Mm -hmm. I think that some people want to do that but they don't necessarily know how and or want to apply themselves to do what it takes to be that. Mm. And I think that sometimes people want that. They could have a genuine love and maybe a desire for it, but it just ain't in them. It just isn't in them. I agree with you 100%, maybe 110%. Mm -hmm. And for this person that I'm speaking about, I think that was him. Mm -hmm. I think They want it. They just don't know how to get it. I think that he got with me because he truly wanted more. more. But his Life circumstances, his past circumstances, mm-hmm. all played a really big part in what he was willing to do to do that. Mm. And he's had his mother in his life who has never allowed him or pushed him to be better. Mm. So we had a conversation about this before the mic came so what, I, so what I thank you. His mm. mother was his biggest enabler because she would come to me and say, Oh, I want Tyrone out the house, and I don't want him here. But you're not telling him. You're not making him do anything. You're not doing. You said Tyrone, you got a good woman. Mm -hmm. She loves you. Her daughter loves you. You got. She got you in her house. I'm gonna give you two months Mm -hmm. to get out my house Mm -hmm. and get in her house. Because mm-hmm. I know what's best for you as my son. Mm-hmm. But see, she was reaping benefits from him being there. Mm-hmm. Being there. Mm-hmm. So not only was his mother being his enabler, he knew. He was being a supplier. But I'm going to tell you something. Mm. Last week, I got a text message from a random person who I talked to from here, from there. And I was waiting. Someone that's distant. Someone that's distant. They're, they're distant now. <laughs> they're they're distant they're now. They're distant now. <laughs> and so I knew already what was coming because I've been waiting on this message. Mm. So they sent me some pictures, and sure enough, he was back with his ex. Now, oh, niggas always love the uh, return to the the comfort zone. With our black men, is not only have they this, uh, they they don't understand their roles as black men when it comes to dating black women. That you're supposed to be the the provider and the protector. You about to lead right into the next um thing. Go ahead. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. but what also they are conformed to what I like to call the Keisha mentality. Now, don't in the Keisha. And it keeps us out here. I don't mean no no harm to you. <laughs> What's going on, baby? You are touching. Am I touching a nerve? I'm sorry. Get ready. You, you dancing on it, baby. Ready. So I, I don't mean any disrespect to any Keisha's out there. So I love you. But I have coined a phrase <laughs> called the Keisha mentality. Y'all, this y'all is period. Yo. Drop your cash <laughs> out, bitch. Drop your fucking cash out. Yo. And please, please oh, feed me. And, please. What, and what Keisha does is, no matter how bum you are, no matter how lacking you are, no matter what you do or you don't do, Keisha will open the door and her legs for you at any given time. And Keisha needs to take a crash course in Lovejoy one-on-one to on. understand that you've got to stop enabling these men to be nothing because a man... Listen, <laughs> Kevin Gates said it best. If a nigga don't work, mm. he's a fucking leech. Woo! But Keisha will let him not work Come for a video game as long as, as, as he's going to claim her and dick her down. And mm. I need for y'all to understand... That he's only back with her because that's the only place he could go. And I'm going to tell you what the, the shade of it all is. Jesus. When the person sent me them pictures and I showed it to my daughter, my daughter said, Mama, he looked like damn. 
I can't get no better. Ooh. And I said, I'm glad you know, because you are a queen on the rise, and I'm raising you that way. But at the can end we of call day, you Reverend Lovejoy? You man, can we call you? <laughs> I don't think I breathe. I'm just now breathing. Can we call you the Reverend you Lovejoy? You can. But long story short, and this took an hour, and I do apologize. No, however, no. My last relationship was a bust because I had a nigga that didn't want to level up. And now he's back with the, the downgrade that he was with while I'm on the rise. And I'm pretty sure that the people are buzzing about what's happening on Sunday. And he is somewhere sitting back looking at some shit he wish he didn't have. But that's mm. his problem. And not but you business. know what? You know what my mama always told me? Because I was in a situation like that. And my mom, my mom, I can't remember the exact phrase she told me, but I can say the she analogy she gave. She get on my fucking nerves. I can't remember the exact phrase she told me because my mom is the phrase queen. Okay. But I can remember the analogy she told me. And she said something about water can only rise to its lowest point, right? Mm -hmm. And she was saying, like, you imagine you have a styrofoam cup. You are the brim of the cup. Mm -hmm. But if the cup has a hole in the middle, no matter mm -hmm. how much you pour into it, mm -hmm. it's only gonna go to the it's only mm -hmm. gonna go to the middle. So it, it can start it, that is the it's the it being at the brim is the equivalent of wanting it. Mm -hmm. It's at the top, but it's always gonna seep down yeah, yeah. to yeah. that hole in the middle mm -hmm. of the cup. And Keisha is the hole. She's the hole in the middle yeah. of the, the cup. And no matter and how you can keep pouring into is. that cup. You can keep pouring can into keep that pouring cup. Into the cup. And it, the cup can even overflow. It can. Yeah. But it will still leak. It will still so leak what? and go right to the middle. It will still leak. So, and because of your mother, God bless her, uh, <laughs> that relationship was a representation <laughs> of that cup. And I'm going to tell you why. Because everything I did for him was to him and, and, and meant to him was at the top of that. But I truly believe. Yeah, because he's back with her, she was always that hole in that cup. Mm. And there was always a seep. Even in the overflowing of where I stood, there was always a but seep. But you know what? Sometimes people, I, I, I also believe that sometimes I had this conversation with my uncle earlier, and I told him, I said, I completely 100% agree with you. He said, people date at the level of their self confidence and mm -hmm. self esteem. Mm -hmm. And he believes he is the hole in the cup. Mm -hmm. And so, because you are the brim. He felt lucky to be with you. And he felt like he couldn't rise to the occasion. But the 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 hole yeah, in the yeah, cup yeah. is what's easy and what's yeah, comfortable. But he, would always, he can always return. Would, but in order to be with at the brim, you gotta repair the hole. You gotta repair the hole. He would always he would always say, You sure you love me? Mm. Are you sure? He would say, You so beautiful. I mean, even when I'm like crusted and shit, bro. He would say, You so beautiful. You sure you love me? And and, and, and you know the fucked up part about it is. People think women, people just give women this really shallow, shallow personification. And really, we just want to connect with someone. Yes. And we just want to be loved the way that we love Unconditionally. Them. And in spite of what I I'm look like when I, get, when I get dressed up, and in spite of what he has or didn't have, I literally put him on a pedestal. Come on. And, and he could never truly accept where I had placed mm. him. At the brim. So because he could never truly expect where I placed him, when I was fighting for the relationship, it didn't resonate with him. Mm. Because in his mind, he was already saying, well, I knew I was out of my league anyway. And I'm the hole in the cup. And I'm the hole in the cup. And I was saying, but I got, I'm the potter and I got the clay. Let me repair your hole for you. Because we could grow to measures that you would not believe. I'm slapping the fuck out of you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We could grow to measures that you would not believe. It's a 
combination of the sermon and the alcohol let for me. me. Repair your, <laughs> let me repair your hole and show the world how beautiful you are. Mm. Because that tooth you missing, I can repair that for <gasps> you. <laughs> Keisha cannot do that. The, them pants you sagging, I can pull them up for you. Yep. Them Air Max you wear all the time, I can replace them with Prada. You don't understand what I can do for your life. But you didn't want to... You, the, the, the last thing Let I remember, use you. The last thing Let I remember him saying to me was, I mean, I got to make my money. I said, well, mm. you make your money and you go right on back. You can be Mr. and she can be Sid. But let Jesus. me tell you this. Let me this, tell you this because this is so good. I have <laughs> been there, right? I took this way too far. No, 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 no. Your couch. First of all, I'm. I'm full. I'm making an executive decision. We need we need the Reverend Lovejoy once a month. Yeah, I'm big here facts, for big it. Facts, I need that. We, we need. I, big facts. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Yes, so we have a resident bartender. Okay. That's Chrissy. Mm-hmm. We have a resident bachelor. Mm-hmm. I think we need a resident reverend. Yes. And ever be that for you? Yes. And I think Lovejoy needs Yo. to be our resident bad bitch. Yo. Okay. Oh, our man. resident bad bitch because you're not. Oh, you man. think you're taking too much time, but you're taking your time. Okay. And this that's what we need. This is it, good. This and is so good. I just it's so crazy to me because. Mm. What you're saying, and you're talking about pouring into people, right? Yeah. And I think that is so interesting because as women, especially as black women, it is within our nature to pour into Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It runs out of my mouth. And when I met my wife, and I'm not just saying because it's a woman. It could be Mm -hmm. a man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't matter the sex. Exactly. Because before I met my wife, I was open to receiving love in any way it came. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's be clear. Mm -hmm. Because if Caitlyn had been a man, I would have been with a man. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm just open to, that's just me. I'm open to however I receive the love. But I'm telling you the difference. And when I was saying like the time... I met somebody that was willing to pour into Jesus. me. That was I good. have spent so much time and energy and my resources pouring into other people. Mm-hmm. And to meet somebody that was like, hold up. Mm-hmm. Her, she tells me this. It's so crazy because I this thought about funny. that this morning. When we first met, even up until, I would say like two months ago, when I would go to sleep, She'll give me a kiss and she said, all you got to do is wake up and I got the rest. Mm. And so this morning I was thinking, she don't ever tell me that anymore. And I was thinking, no, because she shows me. Come on. She don't have to tell me that all I got to do is wake up anymore. Yeah, yeah. When I wake up, I know she has me. And it's something I feel like we need to normalize black women being poured into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We give so much. We will give shit that we don't even have half the time. I second that. I second that. And to meet someone and to meet a person and it will come to you and when mm. you know when you feel it you like oh cause I told motherfuckers on my Instagram story the second date I said so when can you get married um, when do you want to get the license when can mm. we get married I called my mama on Monday and said are you busy Friday cause I'm getting married because I was like this is a person that mm. sees me yeah. and she's pouring into me and I've never had anybody yeah. pour and invest into yeah, me in good. the way that I've invested into others mm. and so it's just like you what you're, you think that you're taking up so much time, but you are like, yeah, this but is she, good. And she was pouring into you truthfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was pouring into you earnestly. Mm-hmm. And she was willing to strip herself of all of her flaws mm-hmm. to present so herself to you as who she was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that my relationship lacked the, the, the transparency. 
transparency mm-hmm. because too many men out here feel like they this have to be someone who good. they're not this is good. This just is good. to be able to hook the person that they want. This is mm. good. But if they knew like they knew then now, they would realize that honesty is the best policy. policy. Because what good. you do with honesty is you give a person the choice. choice. You give the Period. person a choice. To say this is girl, I don't know why she. I feel like she about to make me cry. <laughs> Honestly, gives the person the choice to say, yeah, "I yeah, want to yeah. take this yeah, yeah, on." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh my god, too much. too much for me. You are Correct. literally Correct. speaking this, to what I have been saying yeah. for years, exactly. and I feel like so many times black women don't get the choice. We don't because, like you said, our men are conditioned mm. to be a certain mm. way to think that this is what they need to be in order to get what they want. Mm. And so I didn't get the choice. Until I was in love. Mm. And so what happens to me when I'm given a choice after I am physically, emotionally, and mentally invested? You know where that landed me? In counseling. Because I couldn't figure out. But at least you are responsible enough to oh, do I that. Am. You Jesus, know what I'm saying? And yes. it's not, not only responsible, because I even, I, my heart even goes out. So because I was that girl at one time where I didn't have the resources to do that. And this is the first time I've publicly stated that I literally went to counseling because I could not figure out why I was given the choice after I was 100% invested. But the problem is men don't realize what an invested woman looks like. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it is. But you know why? Because from the cradle, they've had a woman that constantly has invested everything they had from the beginning. So that's mm-hmm. normalized. They're to not taught to recognize They're not taught to recognize mm-hmm. it because it's, it's a standard for them. It's, yep. it's, it becomes, mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. literally factory. So my therapist would say, how do you feel right now? My therapist, how do you feel right now? And I'd be like, for real, I, what I really want to do is light a Corona bottle and throw it in his mama house. Not a cocktail. And then <laughs> slash the Mocktail. tires and call the feds. But I knew that I wasn't going to do Not that. Not call the feds. I was there with it. I mm-hmm. saw this video this you week that said there's four types of bitches when Chelsea you break up. Chelsea is smacking the fuck out of me, by the way. My shoulder is going to be so on sorry. the fucking ground. It's, 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 don't blame me. Blame her. Oh, God, yo, this blame is, look, Joy. I, look, I can't get my goosebumps. I have slapped Chrissy's shoulder so many times. So I started with slapping her thigh. <laughs> And I, and I told myself, I got to stop slapping I, like I would this. rather the thigh than the okay, shoulder. Okay, I'm going to go back the to the thigh. thigh is Y'all a little be bit stronger. that Kamala <laughs> yeah, and uh, Pence had in the debate. Look, let, let, me just, let me just put this out there. It's better than a back rub. Look, look. I'm telling you. I have been slapping the fuck out of Chrissy. It's this better episode. than a back rub. So what I can you know what? Say, that what was I can, shame. What I can say is that at this point, <laughs> I'm beyond the feelings of um, revenge. Mm-hmm. Right now, and that is growth. That know, is healing in I, itself. But, but I'm gonna tell you, what's real growth because when, when when that person sent me those pictures of them together, you didn't even feel no type of way. Even though he looked miserable and she looked happy, <clears throat> even though she was happy because mm. she knew that the nigga she was with dumped her for me, and she's back with him. Girl, rise yourself up, sis. Let me give you a seminar because obviously <laughs> you don't know what it means to love mm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, mm. I I usually roast motherfuckers when I get that shit. Mm. But I said the life that they are living is gonna be roast enough. Mm. I that's one this is one of them situations where you say God gonna fight your battle. I don't have to say two words that the social media, the people in my city, or he's not feeling himself. What mm. I could do to him would be less than what karma would do. Girl, I probably mm. saw them Girl, at Pete Andrew's grill off of- <laughs> 
look, we were just, rest in peace, Andrews <laughs> Grill. No, it, it's not peace, no, it's, they re they reopened. Andrews they Grill. They did reopen on on, on uh, West Washington Street. It's called Peace. Look, it's yes. so funny. Yes. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's so funny because I actually was going to say we're going to take a break, and right. while we're on the break, I'm actually going to insert Love Joy's new song. So go oh, ahead and you. intro okay. your new song. Yes. Guys, I am working on a new EP right now, and if you guys know me, you know that I'm, I'm really procrastinator, but I do put on music when I do. It's really good. However, I was introduced to this app called Voicey, where people do producers put their music on, and you can. Excuse me, sample it. So I've been sampling like five or six songs, and one of them I've sampled, and I love it. I reached out to the producer. I bought the track, so it is mine, and it's called Two Years. I just okay. recorded it at EMG Recording Studios with Sam Haskins. Two years, all the ladies out there dealing with anything, this one's for you. Awesome. So this is Lovejoy's okay. track, Two Years, period. Period. Okay. Two years. Two kids, I gave my life to you. Two houses, two cars, baby, I was your boo. What did you think was gonna happen when I found out? How did you think it was gonna turn out? Me, you played me for a fool. Thought that I was gonna let you use me. Thought that things were gonna stay the same. But now you know that I am out. Deuces to your shit. I'm gonna take me in my kids. I gotta go. It ain't quits, but I'm letting you go. I'm not down with all this. And I gonna stay another year. No, I'm not calling it quits. I'm letting you go Two calls and two falls I said I'd fight for you I tried but this time I don't want to cry over you Did you believe that I was just gonna let you dog me? Oh no, yeah I wanted to stay but I gotta get out Gonna stay the same, but now you know that I am out. Deuces to your shit. I'm gonna take me in my head. I gotta go, it ain't quit, but I'm letting you go. I'm not down with all this, and I gon' stay another year. No, I'm not calling it quits, but I'm letting you go. Said I'm letting you go.
Right, bitches, we are back. And that was Lovejoy's new single, Two Years. And you right, you heard right. You heard it right here on Single in the City Podcast with Lovejoy Very first. and our mm-hmm. resident bartender, Christy T. And we're going to jump right back into mm-hmm. the show. I mean, first of all, let me just say I love the song. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Um, so... Where we left off, we were talking about our exes, where we started and where we are now. And that brought me to a really um, interesting place because she's, yo, Lovejoy's like the animal whisperer. Mm-hmm. I told yeah. her, be careful where she parked because of the deer. She said, are they going to fight me? And now Belarus yeah. is literally nuzzled in her bosom. <laughs> uh, Belarus is our um, resident pup. Okay. So... I was talking to one of my girlfriends earlier today, right? And so she was talking about, to make a long story short, and to not put her business out there because it really wasn't supposed to be part of the show, but it was something that really resonated with me because I feel like every woman has been there before, right? Mm -hmm. She was talking about her baby daddy, or they had been in a relationship for eight years. She found out he was cheating on her, Mm -hmm. and um, they have a five-year-old child. And so she's saying, like, you know, they had kind of, oh, is it a boy? Can we, oh, can we get yeah. it? Oh. Fuck you. Okay. That's his Instagram God page. Damn. Yo, I'm dead. He's, Fuck you. He's a cute I hate when motherfuckers show me a cute boy puppy. Is he a lab doodle? He's no, a he's schnoodle. a schnoodle. He's a schnoodle. schnoodle. Okay. Oh, he's smart. He's smart. A poodle. Got you. Fuck okay. you. I hate when people show me a boy dog that is fixed. You are aggressive. He's fixed. We can't have him humping around everything, honey. Anyway, anyway, go ahead. Um, but she was kind of telling me that. Yeah. So it's two. This this part of the show is is very twofold, and I really want to touch on this too because Lovejoy, you are a mother, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So my friend was telling me, you know, she's telling me about her her situation with her ex or her. You know that weird area where you just break up and you don't even really necessarily consider that nigga ex just yet because right. it's so fresh, like right. less than a week. Mm-hmm. So it's like you and your nigga had words and y'all mm-hmm. probably are going to break up, but it's still that like weird area, mm-hmm. right? And so she was telling me that, like I said, this this conversation has two parts to it. So I kind of want you to address the two parts. Mm-hmm. So she was telling me that you know, everything that had transpired, transpired over. Transpired? Mm, mm-hmm. Transpired. This okay. drink is really hitting hard. Yes, vodka. We, we don't do vodka usually. We don't do vodka. That's how we know we that have had transpired guys. over the course of the week, right? And so she was telling me that, you know, like her and her guy had been together for eight years. Mm-hmm. And so they have a five-year-old daughter. And so she's like, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, this thing is not romantic with me. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we're not romantic. Like, I've been telling him I want to go to cancel, counseling, and he's saying that he wants to do it. But I caught him cheating with someone that I know of. Mm-hmm. Right? And so in further conversation with her, she says to me, I don't want to be a baby mama. Right? And I told her, and this is my honest-to-God truth. Anybody that knows me knows that I am pro-black before I'm anything else. I said, the only person that can make you a baby mama is yourself, right? Mm. When white women move on from a relationship, whether they have a child with somebody, they say that she's a single mom and she's just trying to make it. Mm. But when a black mother, this girl has a career, she's on her own, they label you as the baby mama. And and, and it kind of reminded me of Kamala Harris at the debate. Where she had to hold back some because yeah, she didn't yeah. want to be the angry black woman. 
And I was like, you are not a baby mama. You are a woman that has a child that wants better for yourself and better for your child. And that yeah. does not make you a baby mama, mm-hmm. right? And so because you mentioned on this show that you had a child and you are single, I want to ask you, how did you, if you ever had that like dilemma in your head where you're like, I don't want to be considered. I said, it's sad that black women feel that yeah, in yeah. order to leave their child's mother, I mean, child's father, that makes them a baby mama instead yeah, of being a strong, yeah, yeah. independent woman because no other race has to deal with that except for black women. What was it for you with your child's father to leave and you find the confidence of like, I'm not a baby mama. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you, do you get where I'm going with this? I do. So that's a great question. And thank you for asking that because I'm pretty sure there are a lot of women who, who are questioning themselves. or have The only faced. reason they don't leave is because they don't want to be considered a baby mama. Right, so let me just, I'm just going to be 100% clear with you guys. So I'm like um, the total opposite of what a lot of people think about me. I got pregnant from someone who I was kicking it with. Okay? Mm, okay. So I know a lot of women are in my situation. Mm-hmm. You know, you're young, you're having a lot of fun, you're hanging out with one guy, and you guys are kicking it, and then all of a sudden you wind up pregnant. Mm-hmm. I have never in my life labeled myself as anyone's baby mama. And that's what I told her. I said, nobody can label you a baby mama Except but yourself. You. And I'm Except say yourself. I said, I'm do a- not let society standard. The moment that I decided that I was going to follow through with this pregnancy because I definitely had the choice mm-hmm. and I think that as a nation we should all women should always have the choice to be able to bring life into this world and it should not be dependent upon a man or any politics mm-hmm. or any president mm-hmm. what you should do with your, your body, body. Mm-hmm. because if a person can tell me that they don't want to wear a mask in Starbucks mm-hmm. and they want a haircut then I should be able to tell you I don't want to bring life into this world. Because I'm not ready. Because I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. Now, period. Now, if you want to be discriminated against period. because of your mask, I'm going to be discriminated against because of my choice to procreate. All right, here it. <laughs> I have always viewed myself as a woman who made a choice to have a child. Mm-hmm. And, and me being a woman and child, those two words don't encompass man at all. Mm. The moment that I decided to have a child out of wedlock with someone who I was quote unquote kicking it with was the moment that I decided that I was probably going to be a single mother. Mm. When I say I was going to be a single mother, I didn't that say I was going to be mama. a baby mama. Come on now. Nothing about me speaks baby mama. Come because on. Because when you speak baby mama, baby mama. It's a mentality. It's a mentality that usually correlates with the word drama. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't have no drama. Mm. And that's one thing that niggas love about me when they date me because they don't have no baby daddy drama. You know why they don't have baby daddy drama? Because I'm not a baby mama. Mm-hmm. I'm a woman with a child. And it's a big difference. Yes. So I, 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 I viewed myself as a woman <laughs> that made a choice mm-hmm. to view my situation as a blessing from God. Mm-hmm. Because people say, what about your career? What about what you had going on? I said, well, obviously God didn't think that anything that mm. I had going on was more important than me sitting the fuck down and giving birth to a child. Mm-hmm. And I will say this. Anything that has happened in my life in the last almost 16, because she'll be 16 January 13th. Wow. You do not look like you have no fucking 16. Where? I'm thinking so much. 16 where? Yes. I look like I got a fucking 31-year-old. She'll be 16 in January. And I... You know, I go through this in my mind all the time. I say, you know, you're not a baby mama. You're a single one with a kid. Mm-hmm. My baby father, this is really putting it out there, y'all. I'm going to put it all out there. 
Because and people, we love you for people it. People put me on this pedestal, but let me tell you, I met my baby daddy as I was walking down 34th Street in New York after I just got my hair done at this place <laughs> called Cesar Bo 2 in Brooklyn. Because no one feels better than a black woman that just got her hair done. <laughs> yes. I got my hair done at this place called Cesar Bo 2 in Brooklyn because I was living in Connecticut. I was living with my sister who was going to Yale Divinity School. That's what Ooh, she was going to You school. better drop them yes. the Ivy League. And so I was living with her, but I still had a connection in New York because contrary to what everyone knows, when I was 19, I moved to New York and I worked at Dip, dip, dip set records in Def Jam. That's where wow. I was. Dip set, dip set, dip set. <laughs> hey, that's my shit. When I left New York, I moved to Connecticut because my sister was so close. Mm. I had connections still in New York. Mm-hmm. On my way from getting my hair done, this guy, I, I stopped. I remember it, okay? Mm-hmm. I was in the shoe store and I stopped in the shoe store and he was standing outside the window. He knocked on the window glaze. It was sort of something like an Usher video. I was about to say, this sounded like a fucking early 2000s music video. He knocked on the window. Yeah. And, and I, and I came, he was like, eh. He was like, tell me, tell me, tell me, see And so I came outside and he was so charming. As a matter of fact, he danced me to the train in 34th Street. Because I was on my way back to Connecticut. And I connected with him. He was so cute. He was ugly, but he was cute. <laughs> Girl, ain't nobody can find a nigga that's ugly, that's cute, than a bitch that's just destined to be in There you go. So, you know, we, we, we hooked up and he got my number. And lo and behold, we started hanging out. Don't hit her no fucking more tonight. I'm sorry. Bitch, you want to trade places? I think, the, I think the name of the song is, the name of the episode is Fight Night. Fight Night. No. I'm, I'm so gonna let sorry. that pussy out like I'm, Fight Night. You're you know right, but I feel it. You're right, right. But I feel it, but she's hitting me so hard. It really is sore. I'm not even trying to be funny like like I'm like I wouldn't I wouldn't care as much if it wasn't hold on, hold on. sore and it hold didn't on. remind hold me on. every time. Hold on, hold on. Off subject, real quick. My mama was at a basketball game one day. <laughs> I'm so and, sorry. And her, and her best friend was sitting beside her, and my mama reached up and said, "This bitch hit me one more time." <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just want you to know I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm really I'm gonna sit on my hands. Okay. No, but just so, hit me down here. I, I don't know what it is about your shoulder. <laughs> I feel like at this point you don't need to blame no, me. Blame but, love joy. But that's, but that's how I do the babe because he's so big. Everybody be like walking up to him so like listen, hitting him. And shit. Blame love joy. No, but listen, I don't hit upstairs. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nobody's upstairs. Okay, okay so listen. I don't hit nobody unless love joy is here. No, I do not hit you like that. No, you never. I hit met him. the dude. I thought I was invincible, and you know, one thing led to another, of course. And I thought I was invincible, and we ended up having a baby. But hindsight twenty twenty, no matter what happened, when I made the choice to give birth, it was a spiritual choice. Mm-hmm. I, I remember going to church weeks before I was scheduled to have an abortion, mm. and God. The message was trust and obey. And I just felt like in my heart of hearts that I was supposed to have this baby. And I'm so blessed that I did. So at the stage that I am in my life, I never consider myself a baby mama because I don't have a baby daddy. And that's what I Mm -hmm. told her. I said, do not allow society. Mm -hmm. No one can Mm -hmm. make you a baby mama except for yourself. And Mm -hmm. one thing about me, I don't have a baby daddy because I ain't got the baby daddy issues. So I never have to worry about somebody saying. No futures around here. You know, I'm going to be honest with you there's no child support order okay mm. there's no just custody. a responsible there's man. no custody battle there's no i don't get no money i haven't talked to him in seven years he's literally not a part of my child's life in any facet when i say i'm a single black mother 
Wow. I mean that. My house, her food, her clothes, her vans, Uggs, Air Force Ones, the weave that I put in her braids, the laptop, everything that she has is from me. Mm. Period. And that, and I'm not going to say I love it, but I like it because you know why? The moment that you decide you want to be a father, which I'm pretty sure is going to come up because somebody's going to tell you. How does she get another father? Eventually somebody's going to tell you your baby mama on TV. And then when they tell him that, they're going to say, but he did try to reach out like a, a month and a half ago, say, we need to be in our daughter life. And I looked around from left and to um, right, and I wonder, wonder, did you have another daughter? Because the last time I checked, mm, this, this is my daughter. daughter. But nonetheless, I just say this to say, any women out there that are facing that baby mama stigma, I need you to realize that you can relinquish that. You are who you say you are. Mm. There's a song that says, I am what God says I am. I am what God says I'll be. I am, I am. Be all that God says I can be. So you don't have to be a baby mama. Ma'am, you can she be keeps doing it a to mother. Me. <laughs> I don't know. You can it's, be a mother. It's, 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 a, joy it's a goosebumps for me. It's a joy effect. You can be a mother. You can be a sister. You can be a friend. You can be a wife. You can be a girlfriend, but you choose who you want to be. And anytime no somebody, one can put that label on you but yourself. Says, oh, you got a child? Well, your baby daddy. I'm, I'm, excuse me, but my daughter does have a father. However, I'm her mother. So now what's next? Mm-hmm. Period. And that's, it, it's so crazy because I had that conversation with her a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't expecting to have that conversation with her. She's a friend that I made in college and she's a dear friend to me. And, and it's so crazy. I get so many text messages a day. If anybody knows me, Text message is not the way to reach me. Just go ahead and call me. And that's on period. And I will answer the phone. But if you text me, it's lost. You can FaceTime her, but you can't text her. You can FaceTime me, you can call me, and I'm going to answer. But if you text me, I don't. And so she was like, I just put in the group chat everything that I was going through. And and I said, I didn't know because the group chat is like, I see 200 notifications on my phone for text messages. And I feel overwhelmed. I'm not even going to look there. But I felt it in my heart to call her today. And she was like, I just said it in my group chat. And I told her, I said, look, I don't have kids, so I don't know how heavy my opinion really weighs on you. But my mother was a single mother. And there's a difference between a baby mama and a single mother. And the difference is the stigma that you allow to be placed upon you. Mm. My mama could have been a baby mama. But I don't see my mama as no baby mama. I see her as a single mom who did the best that she could. Mm. And the only person, and I don't want nobody, and, and, and it, it saddened me for her because I felt like the only reason she wanted to work it out with this nigga is because she didn't want to be a baby mama. Not because she saw potential, but because she didn't want to be a stereotype. And mm. I told her, I said, you deserve everything that your heart desires. Yeah. And if that, if what your heart desires, the father of your child cannot give you, you still deserve it. And mm. that does not make you a baby mama. And I think sometimes I think women that don't, women that have children sometimes don't accept the, the advice from women that don't have children as yeah, much. Yeah. Because, I, and I saw her because I said, I know I don't have kids. And this may not be my lane to speak on. But I'm a child of a mother who yep. was not a baby mama. Yeah, yep. yeah. And if my mama allowed her circumstances mm-hmm. to make her a baby mm-hmm. mama, she could have been a baby mama. Mm-hmm. But my mm-hmm. mom rose above yep. 
Mm. I never looked at my mama as yeah, a baby mama, yeah, no matter yeah. what my daddy said, no matter what he told people. Mm-hmm. My mother is not no baby mama. And honestly, the, the opinion that matters the most is the person that you're raising. Yeah. yeah. And your child, Joy, doesn't see you as a baby mama. Because you, you know why? Because you don't see yourself as that. Yeah. And I said, white women have the luxury of when they decide to move on. They say she's a single mom trying to make a way. Mm-hmm. But when a black mom decides to do that, she's a baby mama. And I so think, I think one of the key words in baby mama that defines you is dependency. Mm. Mm. So I think your mom express, expressing what you express about your mom is the dependency. Belle is looking like you are her baby mama. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like you are her mama. <laughs> and so I think a lot of women get caught up in being dependent upon someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I a long time ago, um, can't nobody do for you like you can do. <laughs> Come on. Come and on. So I, I don't depend on anyone. I depend on me. And what I can't do is my failure, but also my progress in the same breath. So I choose to not be a baby mama, not just because I know where I'm going, but most importantly, because I know I'm not depending on no man. Yeah. And, and that's the biggest thing I told her. I said, look, you have your career. Yes. You have your own thing going on. You ain't depending on nobody. And, that, and, and I think sometimes I just, this is my message and we're going to move on from this. Okay. This is my message to women that have children. Do not discount your advice from your friend that don't have actual Ooh, kids. Can I, can I expound upon that? You can expound because I think sometimes because and, and, and I'm not going to put my category in the self of a woman that has a child because I think that does change your mindset. But what I'm going to say is I felt like and she told me, she said, I thank you for saying that to me because I didn't think about it that way. Because and I told her, I said, you you don't allow anybody because the, the, the thing is, whether I have a child or not, I'm a woman first. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and on, I'm a black woman first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I told her, I know who she is. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if I know who she is, then I know right, you right, know who right, you are. Right, right. Do not allow yourself to be subjective to, and, and what I'm going to say is abuse. Mm-hmm. Because what I say is abuse is anything that is less than your standard is mm-hmm. abuse. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do not subject yourself to any type of abuse, whether you have a kid or not. Based on what you think yeah, other yeah. people will think of you. That's good. Because the person that matters the most is that little girl or little boy that, that you are raising. Yeah. And like I said, as a child of a single mother, I don't look at my mom as a baby mom. Mm-hmm. My mom tried to put my dad on child support, but she still made it something reasonable that he could do. And he didn't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, I look at my mom as somebody that even with no kids, she made a way out of no way. You probably never went without. I never went without. My mom had me in the best schools. She had me in the best summer camps. Even looking back as an adult, I'm like, how the fuck did she do it? How did she do it? And and I'm going to commend you as a single parent right now, Lovejoy. Because I don't have any children. I just have Belarus. And I'm like, goddamn, how the fuck did my mama do it with two kids? And... I'm telling you, your daughter will look at you when she's 30 years old and say, how did my mom do that? And and any mistakes, and I want you to know this, any mistakes that you feel like you've made as a parent, my 30-year-old self, I'm able to look at my mom and say, I still don't know how she did it. I'm glad about that. And I'm able to give her a level of grace because I'm like, wow, my mom was my age with two kids, a business, and a cheating-ass husband. 
And she still made a way. Right. And even when my, in my youth, I felt like I hated my mom. I really did. I felt like I hated her. But as I become an adult, I look at her like, how did she do it? So let me just speak with you. If we can just like do like some um some Back to the Future type stuff right now. Come on now. First of all, I, I, I'm, I'm glad I'm here with you because it's giving me hope. Because I have a 15-year-old who don't think I know nothing about nothing. <laughs> and though she loves me and she admires me and she listens, I know that she don't really understand. She don't understand. So I relate with your mom, right? Because the things that your mother was doing, you might not have understood at 15, 16. Mm -mm, maybe I even, didn't. Maybe even 20. And that's okay because your mom never labeled herself as a baby mom. Mm -mm. So what she always was to you was mom, mm -hmm. strong, mm -hmm. and providing. Mm -hmm. And that's what I am to my daughter. Mm -hmm. And when me and my daughter have our little disagreements with her attitude or her way of thinking, I am blessed that I have that discernment, right? Because mm. discernment can, 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 can let you see beyond. With Come on. And when I have that discernment, I, I, I feed into her what she needs right now. But guess what I do? You haven't raised in the hair bumps on Chrissy's arms all episode long. Like, the discernment that I give that I have when I give her direction today, I already know. Because me and my mom, me and my mom just started back a relationship four years ago. Because my mother did some things to me with my brothers and my sister that I did not like and I cut her off. But I'm going to tell you something. God is so real and so good because me and my mom are, have gotten so close over the last four years in spite of our past. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you right now, the woman that I am today with a child, whether Ooh. I had a child or not, and what I put my mother through or did not put her through, but the, the woman that my mother was at my age, she's 67, I'm 37, I am her 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. And for that alone, if nothing else, I can put everything aside. Exactly. And I can respect my mom. And you and realize I, that your parents are and listen, human. And, I, and, and, and when I call my mother, she's crying. It's real, though. And when it I is, call my is. mother. It's a real thing. Listen, when I, I have a child. It's a real thing. I got a daughter that's 15. And I just told somebody that. I said, you know what? I don't know what I would do. As a 37-year-old woman with a 15-year-old yes. without my mother. Because she know, in spite of what I thought I knew at 15 or the la over the last on, 30 man. years, I know one thing. That bitch been mm -hmm. where I am today. Exactly. And no matter what I'm and going And you don't through, know how she did it. And what I'm going through, she can help me. And me and my mama, I swear to God, y'all, this is emotional for me because we... We, we just rekindled our relationship mm -hmm. four years ago. And I'm still working on the trust with my mother. But at the end of the day, I have learned as a mother, no one is perfect. Not even your mother. And oh. people tend to put their parents on this pedestal. pedestal and when you realize and they are you, just human and working with what they have that even as a parent, you are learning every day. Just like a doctor mm -hmm. practices, a parent learns. And I have learned to... Connect with my mother when I need her. And mm -hmm. one thing about your parents, no matter what happens, they will be there when you need them. I could 
I go through shit with my daughter every day. I said, Mom, I don't know what I'm going to do with this girl. And I find myself kind of torn because I know what we've been through. But still, she's going to always she be knows. there for me. And she knows. And she knows. And I respect her even in her, in the midst of her mistakes. Yep. Whatever she's done to me, even as an adult. Yes. I forgive her because that's my mother. It, it, that's your mother. And not only and that. And she knows. And you realize, for me, I even had. I had to like come to terms and I had to tell my mother that I felt like she was abusive. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I never talked about on the show before. I felt like my mother was physically and verbally abusive. And as a 30 year old woman, when I look back at what my mother was going through and realizing that we put our, we by instinct as children, Put our parents on this pedestal. Yes, yeah, we yeah. do. And realizing that they are only human, right? Yeah. And I'm like, wow, my mom, my mom's an entrepreneur. And yeah. I feel like that's where my brother and I get our entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. from. My mom told me something a couple years ago. and She said, it's been 34 years since somebody wrote a check to me mm-hmm. as a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Anything I ever had was because I worked for it. My mm-hmm. mom hasn't received a paycheck. Right, in, the, right, right. in that amount of years, right? And when you have that amount of stress and two children mm, looking mm, at you. Exactly. And what you thought was a stable household for your kids. You are able, and as a 30-year-old woman, I'm able to look at my mom in admiration where yes. I used to hate yes. her. Yes, yes. Where I used to hate yes. her and say, I couldn't imagine having that much pressure. I'm about to yes. cry even thinking yes. about it. I couldn't imagine having that much pressure on me. As a 30-year-old, my mom was younger than 30. I think. Is that much pressure on her? Yeah. And I want anybody that has a kid to know that yeah. your child will forgive you. Yes. Yeah. Because it took me a while to yes. get to this point. Girl, this is the first time I don't cry in a long time. <laughs> I'm with you. Look, I'm with you. Because I think that the connection that, I think they always talk about girls and their daddy issues. But mm. girls and their mama issues is a whole nother level. A whole nother level. And... The level of appreciation I've been able to have with my mother in the last, I would say, four years. I want to protect her. Yes. I I want to protect her because I realized at the age that she was raising me how vulnerable she was. Mm -hmm. How vulnerable she was. And I didn't realize it because I needed her. She had so many things going on. And any woman that feels the pressure and tug of this way and that way of being a single mom or a baby mama as society will put on you that your child will appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Because I look at my mom now and I think she is, even past the whatever trauma I feel like I received from my parents, I still look at my mom as superwoman because I'm like, I don't know how she did it. Mm -hmm. My mom, despite her circumstances, always made a way to show me better. And just let me tell you this. When your mom did that for you, when she made those ways, and when she persevered, it was all for her family. Yes. And I and, and I, was, I realized how selfless my mom was. It was selfless because there now are. She still be selfish sometimes. Yes, sometimes, yes. We all but, do, yes. but. And when you look at the grand <laughs> scheme of things, for real though, whew. I'm gonna tell you. I, I, I mean, I can tell you right now what I. I'm thinking about. I'm 30 year old, 30 years old, and even with a wife, I want to be a hot yeah. girl. My I, mama didn't have no option to be no, no hot right. girl. My mama had two kids, 
and her own business. My mom was a hair. My mom owned her own salon. Even when I think about, I'm 30 years old. And she owning something. My mama owned her house yes. and her salon. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? And with my dad acting foolish and stepping out and not even thinking about same story handling his responsibilities. My mama, without hesitation. Picked it up and kept it running. See, my mom was the one with the college degree. My mom was the one with the government job. My dad was mm. not. My mom had four kids. We, I have, My mother and father had four kids together. And they got married at 22 years old and started a life when they felt like life was ready for them. But nonetheless, my mother made a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. And she was the only child, which had a lot of, a part to play in it. Mm. She had four kids. My mm. mama was the only girl. Yeah. And I think that that... That in itself can be like the it only can. child. <laughs> Being the only girl with four boys can be exactly. like the only child so, because they want to acquiesce to that girl so bad. So now that I'm a mom and I'm grown, my mama did the best she could do. And I and I know that because we were loved. Mm-hmm. We were never hurt, no, we were harmed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even though some things may not have been to our liking as kids, yeah. fuck that. Because today, I can stand. Or better yet, my mom... Okay, so I have a really close relationship with my maternal grandmother. My Mm -hmm. mom's mom. Mm -hmm. She's a nurturer. My mom is not a nurturer, right? Mm. And so I always got that soft, warm... From your grandma. From my grandma. Mm -hmm. And I felt like my mom, even now, has some type of, like, resistance toward my grandmother. Because I connect with my grandmother in that way. My mom has always had to be hard. My grandmother has always had the luxury mm-hmm. of being able to yeah. be a vulnerable but woman. But guess what? My, my mother was always hard with me. But my, but my mama and my Girl, daughter. Girl, you don't have to use the bathroom. My mom and my, my, mom and my daughter <laughs> are like bets. And my mom does not understand. Listen, when, I, when my daughter be on the phone. I was like, who are you talking to? Baba. Because she called her Baba. Because see, my daughter started <laughs> talking real early. She started talking in nine months. And we would say, wow. I used to say, Mama. Wow. And so she would say, Baba. So everybody calls my mother Baba because of my daughter. But I'd be like, who are you talking with? Baba. FaceTime. Baba. Let me say something. The relationship my daughter and my mother You had, wish you had with your mom. I do. And they are, I think my mom feels that way with me and my grandma, so and that's what's so crazy. They're so close. It's so crazy that you said that. I feel like sometimes my mom wishes that she had the relationship Girl. with my grandmother that I have with her. But I also think I tell her, like, when I have children, you'll be able mm. to take the time to have the relationship with my kids that you didn't have the time to take with me. me. Right, 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 and right. my grandma had the time to, to take, take with, with me that she didn't have to take with her kids. Let me because she you. had to be, a, like, even though she had a husband, right. look, let's, let's keep it real. We still black people in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She had to make a living for mm-hmm. herself. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And when I look at, like, my grandparents and how they were able to mm-hmm. create a life for my uncles and my mom, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With the income that they had at yeah. that time and the resources and the education that they had, mm-hmm. it was it's beyond me at this yeah. point. Um, my grandma had the time and the capacity because she had learned her lessons with my mom. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's generational. Yes, right. she had so learned her lessons of where she missed up with my mom. To where she knew how to handle me. And that's right, what I'm... Right. I, I bless God for that. Because I don't want to interrupt My, my daughter... My daughter... Oh, no, that's no, fine. No, that's fine. My daughter going. is going to have an opportunity. 
And, and you can't be selfish as a parent, right? Mm-mm. Because you gotta, you know, the phrase takes a village Mm-mm. to raise a child. It's real, Mm-mm. so you have to be. Sus- Chelsea, don't leave me down here with Lajoy and be crying. You have to be susceptible to that village. Mm-hmm. And for me, that mm-hmm. village is my mom, right? Mm-hmm. So when I say that, I say this. I got to be susceptible to my daughter having this close relationship right. with my mother. Because guess what? There are going to be some things she tells right, my mom right. that she yeah. don't tell me. Yeah. My mama might tell me. Right, right. And if my mama tells me, I'm good. If my mama tells <laughs> me, then I know. But I want my daughter to feel like she has outlets on both right, ends. Right, 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 right. Because I don't give a damn what my daughter might be going through. I would prefer her to tell me or mm-hmm. my mom. Mm-hmm. Before she tells a nigga on the street right, or a facts, little girl that facts, don't know nothing. Facts, so I've, I've told her before, if you're in a situation, you got to come to me. Or you got to come to somebody that loves you because your friends can just listen, but they right. can't guide big you. Facts, big facts. But I can guide know. you. Yeah, My yeah. mother can guide you. And I mm. think she she pretty much knows that to the full extent now. Mm. Yeah. No, and I just want to expand upon that. I think I got super emotional when you guys were talking. One, because I'm in that transition. Of trying to forgive my mom. Right. So I'm a little, you know, torn all over the place. I said I wasn't going to cry with this. It's okay. (laughs) I'm here with you and I know what you're Um, going through. But it's like, you know, just being in that transition of being overly grateful for her, but being super guarded. um, guarded. Mm -hmm. And like, I want her to be accountable for her actions um, that she had towards me. And, like, again, like, having two kids and, you know, I get it now that I'm older, but I also get her ways. Mm -hmm. And what I say, what I mean by her ways is um, now that I'm dealing with a guy that is dating a younger girl, that his ex-wife was older, you know, the same age. And, you know, it's like this, it's like the same scenario as my mom and my stepmom and my dad. Right. You see what I'm saying? So I see it on so many levels. different, you know, levels and interactions. So, yes, I did get super emotional when you guys were talking about that. Because, yes, it's something that I have to do is forgive my mom. Mm. It's something that I have to, that I'm working on mm-hmm. to, um, to just really release that, those issues, that pain. Um, but it's a work in progress. Yes. Um, and I'm not saying that it's like the end all be all, but it's not some it's it's not where a speaking point that I can talk where I'm there yet. Let me say something I'm about, about forgiveness. As three women that are talking about forgiving their mothers, I think that that is something yeah. that we really need to talk yeah. about as black women and realizing that our our mothers were only giving what they could give. Yeah. Big and facts. I'm gonna say something about forgiveness. A lot of people have forgiveness confused. Mm-hmm. They feel like we are on housewives, and you say something in a setting, and it's over. Oh, we about to get to housewives, <laughs> right? Forgiveness. <laughs> forgiveness is equivalent to a process. Forgiveness is not something that you say in the right. moment. It's not something that you say in the setting. It's right. not something that Come you on. say at an occasion or at a thought. Forgiveness is something that takes. Time mm. and I'm gonna tell you right now, mom. I had to forgive my mother for unspeakable things, mm. and I would this would be the first time that I've ever announced this publicly. So, you know, um, single in the city and Chelsea LaRoe, is that how you say more? More, legal name and Chelsea LaRoe is getting this firsthand, you know, 
my family did some really fucked up shit to me. They 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 lied on me and said that I was abusing my daughter. I was tasing her with taser guns. And my mother what? was a mastermind. And forgiveness comes from a place mm. where you have to say, it's not about forgiving you what you for what you've done. It's about forgiving you for how you've made me feel. Come and on. when you're dealing with Come your on. feelings, it takes more than just and I'm sorry. It's an ever-present process of mm. going through the motions of rebuilding a relationship. That's true forgiveness. Mm. Anybody that says I'm sorry and you can move on, there was never an issue in the first place. Right. But, right. When, someone, but when someone says Ooh. I'm sorry, yeah. But when someone says I'm sorry, no dirty nasty sorry. truth. When yeah. someone says I'm sorry <laughs> and it's not over, that's the first step of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So I just want anyone that's out there dealing with a, for, a forgiving issue, especially Child. with their mother, you've got to understand that even putting yourself in the position to receive forgiveness that's means it. that you're you're going to go through a process. And it's hard yeah. because I feel like especially. I hate to, like, I feel like people always feel like I'm talking on the race car, but I really feel like black women experience a lifestyle that is so different Mm. than anyone else in America, right? Let me me speak to you from a history standpoint. So I have a history degree from Mary Bowen College, and African-American studies was one of of the main things that I wanted to focus on. And when you think about the mentality from slavery to to post-slavery reconstruction everything, we as a nation as blacks, not as a nation as America, Mm -hmm. we have overcome so much. And the foundation that we are built on as African-American women. Woo! And that's why I feel like single in the city is so important. Yeah, it's Listen. so important amongst many levels. Love from joy. parenthood to motherhood to relationships to finances to knowing your role as a woman, as a person. It's so deep. So when you want to re- reestablish or mend a relationship within the black community with what we are dealing with right now, mm-hmm. in the times that we're mm-hmm. dealing with, it's important that you understand that the road is not easy. No. Listen, love Joy, can I just say... My insurance is Cigna. Um, <laughs> my copay to my therapist is $4 a session. So I'm just saying, because I've learned so much just sitting right here. And I'm sorry, I know to the to the listeners, y'all probably like, where's Chris? Where's he at? No, no, no. They're First of all, I'm, I'm look, partially, right there with you. I'm partially drunk, but it's like... But it's like, this it's is a sobering this truth. This is a sobering truth. And this is so, like, I just... There's no words, um... I can't really put in to like words about how full I feel. Oh. You see what I'm saying? That that this is this is other females. It's like mm-hmm. I thought I was the only one. You're no, not. because no, I think that not. part of that part of that psychological one. warfare that they put on black women is that we yeah. are pitted against each other. And in so many instances, even just like today, where we realize that our backgrounds are so similar. Yeah, yeah. And the thing that the, the the things that they use to be decisive measures between us are so small. Yeah. But the things that bond us together are so much stronger, yeah. right? I, I remember I always so I book all the guests for the show and then I tell Chrissy mm-hmm. who is the guest for the mm-hmm. week. And I told her I said, This week we're gonna have Love Joy. This is what she is, this she sings, da da da. She's a mom, but da da da. And I said, You're gonna love her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't know. Right. I yeah. said, No. Yeah. 
Chrissy, you're gonna love her. Yep. You're gonna love and her. It's so crazy because I will say I have I have reservations. I'm like, uh, she's super cute. I don't know, <laughs> you know, because sometimes but we get super cute do. people up here that don't really they have, have no the depth. You know what I'm saying? And it's just such a good feeling. Like, I'm so bitch, happy. I'm going to dap you yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I love it. Like, this is yes, my, for real. This is my this thing. Is, and I didn't um, get a, t- a chance to talk about it. And this may be, like, really, like, random to the people that are just catching the show on the mic. On Before we started the show, I talked about how I wanted to be a part of a particular podcast network. And I was like, mm. I can't believe they didn't think of me. And I'm like, I didn't even apply. It wasn't an apply situation. But in my, you know, when you know something that you want so bad, and whether it was a situation you could apply for or not, it resonates with your spirit. Yes, it resonates with your spirit. And so I told, I was, I didn't get a chance to really talk about it, but I said, single in the city is a unique experience. It is. Right? And I think it's so necessary for, yes. Can what? I, can I yeah. express my feelings on this? Yes. And I'm not going to get emotional again, because y'all can be like, damn. We've already been emotional First on this First of all, show. the vodka is flowing out this motherfucker. <laughs> and I don't do vodka, so don't don't get me on camera because I look fucking crazy. First of all, she always says I look like Justice on Fridays. I get to dress down she on Fridays. Does. She look like motherfucking I limited. I get to dress down on bitch. Fridays, and I keep it, you know, a little cute. light, a little cute, a little too cute, a little, a little justice cute. cute. <laughs> but I will say, like Chelsea's laugh says this because she always laughed at my hat during the 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 end. The in-between stage. You know how we get the in-between jobs where you mm. got to do what you got to do to pay your bills? Oh, bitch. I'm a definition of do what you got to do. Come on. I know somebody feel me out there. I just put on my post about when I got my new car. I'm Listen. the definition of stay down so you come, come on. up. Come on. So go ahead. So I was I was working at the post office and I never forget, Chelsea was one of the beautiful people that enlightened me every single day. Um, I used to make... Quiet. I know. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> but... I used to make so many posts to get me through my day and nobody knew what I was going through because I had quit my job, my $80,000 job at Coca-Cola and I thought things were going to be good and I thought things were going to be fine and things got a little tight and babe was like, look, like, you know, you, we going to have to figure something out. And I couldn't let my boyfriend struggle. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of the reason why y'all don't know. My boyfriend let me sit on my ass, okay, mm. for a year and a half while I paid no bills. Why you figured it out. Period. Then figured it out. So when we talk about the sacrifice that we make as females, I, I'll eventually get to where. Into yeah, you. yeah, yeah. When people pour into you. When a man pours into you. So that was like I wanted to touch on that, but I, girl, I've been so emotional this whole, this whole. <laughs> girl, I can't get myself right. But when I was delivering mail, I had to find an avenue. I had to find a way because I was so mad with myself. I'm like, how did I get here? I have a college degree. Why am I carrying mail? This doesn't make sense. I went from eighty thousand dollar job to a thirty nine, thirty eight on a good day job, and it just this this is not making it doesn't make sense. Right. And I used to make comedy out of it. And, and I, I loved and it. And so many people <laughs> tell me that that was their funniest it. times of their lives when I made comedy out. And so many people ask me, like, oh, my God, what happened to Mail Lady, Christina, whatever like that. But anyways, just know that Mail Lady Christina was, I 
like laughing my pain is a, a real, real thing. thing. I don't think Kevin Hart gives himself enough credit on I laughing my pain. Light of it. He makes light of it, but he doesn't give himself enough credit and laugh at my pain. So when I say all that to say this is I used to listen to the podcast through my day mm. every single day. Like I was, I know every guest that has been up here. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, I have seen every guest. I have listened to every show. And when I say it just all comes really full circle. When she, so when she asked me to be the resident bartender, it was just like, oh, my God. Like, this is really full circle. Because the days that I was just the lowest and nobody knew when I was listening to this podcast, it was like, now I'm able to sew yes. a seat. I don't want to rub your back and you yes. think it's inappropriate. Nope. I think to I think too many women often don't understand that we are here for each other. Each yeah, other. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, it's two things yeah. with with single in the city podcast. Well, it's Super multiple things with single in the city podcast. I literally just told myself I can't drink no more. Because if I drink any more, I'm gonna cry the rest of the show. It's two things. And I'm gonna talk about each one of the guests I have on the show today, right? Chrissy was someone that you know, we can be our worst critics, mm-hmm. right? And we say, why am I not at this point? Why am I mm-hmm. not at that point? And then you realize that there's somebody looking up to you, right? right. And Chrissy was the moment that I realized that there's somebody looking up to me, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And so whether whatever shortcomings I felt like I had made personally mm-hmm. in my career, that I had advanced at a point that somewhere that there was someone looking at me saying, I kind of want to be where she wants yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. And it's important for women, and, and especially black women, to not have that mentality of, because yes. so many times within the entertainment industry, there can only be one, mm-hmm. right? And you know that, Lovejoy, because yep, you're a singer. I do. There can only be one. There can only be one Beyonce. There right. can only be one Rihanna. Right. There can exactly. only be one Deborah Cox. And I said, Chrissy is somebody. I looked at her story, and I literally laughed. Mm-hmm. I met Chrissy when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Through a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. I didn't know her personally. I knew her through someone else. And I reconnected with her through Instagram. Through her talking about her Girl. her male stories or whatever. Right. And I said, wow. My brand, and I pride myself on being a relatable woman. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, nonetheless, I like nice shit. But I'm a relatable everyday woman, right? I can't afford to spend eight hundred dollars exactly. on a wig, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know what it's like to say, you know what? I can't have a fucking Balenciaga, mm-hmm. but I know what it's like to have a real coach. Hello, All right, right, okay. okay. <laughs> That's and I know what it's like to have a real Burberry. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? And so when I looked at Chrissy, I said, "Wow, this is somebody that I know. I didn't know her personally. Mm-hmm. I knew her through someone else." And I said, "Wow, she's really funny." She makes me laugh. I look forward to seeing her stories every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this to say, like, women, the, this Lovejoy episode really means a lot to me. Yeah, I didn't even it know that it was. I knew that you were going to be a special guest because I told oh, Chrissy. Chrissy is real territorial over me. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Chrissy is like my bodyguard. Okay, okay, I get she it. She be like, I'm like, I'm the bouncer. She's yes, the bouncer. The bouncer Chrissy is the bouncer of my life. When like, people don't know the segments, bounce ass. Yeah, so okay. For real. When Chrissy, people don't know the goddamn is the bouncer, single song of the Chrissy, week, bounce that ass. Chrissy is the bouncer of my life. Mm-hmm. When we talked about the tag app. Yeah. Chrissy is somebody that I feel like protects <laughs> me, right? 
And I told her, I said, you're going to love Lovejoy. One, because I met, I didn't didn't know Lovejoy. I remember when I was fresh off a breakup. Christy took me to um, Cabana. Uh, that's when we met for the first and time. And that's when I, I met Lovejoy in person. Girl. That's when I met Lovejoy in person. We had And Lovejoy stopped me. big dick. And, yes. That's when I was on the elevator talking, telling this nigga that he had a big dick. And then Christy nice. told me that she was like, bitch, I had to stop you. You was buying drinks for everybody. And that bitch was really broke. Okay. But I remember meeting Lovejoy. And Lovejoy Aww. said, and that's Joy what? said, you're Chelsea. Wow. Let's take a picture. I did. And I'm not going to lie to you. Wow. You made me feel so special Aww. because this podcast up until a recent point in my life was something that I did for free. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, because you're an yeah. artist and you give your music for free. It's something that you give your, your heart and soul into. Passion. And so when people mm-hmm. give monetary donations, yeah, it means a lot. Come on. Because I, I, when, nah, y'all be talking about, oh, if you love something, you'll do it for free. Nah, creatives yeah. literally do shit for free yeah. and they don't get any money. And so yeah. when people give that love back and I remember the exact moment I met Lovejoy. Mm-hmm. And she was like, let's take a picture. Let me tell you when you're... And she tagged me, and I remember she said, in her Instagram story, she said, I can't believe I met Chelsea Lamore. Let me tell you when you're in the presence. When you're in the presence. Mm -hmm. I just feel good that I was in the presence. Oh, I don't know where I was. Chrissy was probably somewhere telling me to stop buying bitches drinks. I was, I was buying everybody's drinks she, that, because that I felt in the morning, so good. Let me report tell you, that shit. I felt so good. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and, and love joys enjoys that was energy. a hard night for you. It was a hard night yeah, for me. Well, and joy, joy didn't even know I, did, I was going yeah. through something. And her presence made me feel so good because mm. as somebody. As a creative, when you give so much of yourself for free, mm. and somebody just stopping and saying, yeah. I know who you are. Well, yeah, I'm going to yeah, tell yeah. you, that I night, you. I, I felt honored because you had mentioned that you were going to be there, and I mentioned I was going to be there, and we, I said, okay, I'm going to be, I, I was excited. I was already expecting <laughs> you. So right. I was looking for you the oh. whole night. And then when I shot, I saw you roll mm. through, I was like, there she go. Right, I right. got to get a and picture with her. And something about her, so I felt her energy. And so, like, even from that moment, I felt like we didn't connect in the way that we were supposed to mm-hmm. because a bitch was drunk as But hell. we connected, though. But we connected yeah. in a way that my birthday, I remember you were at I was there. Poor Boys. I was there. And she I said, had, I was there. You were there too, but Lovejoy sent me so many videos on my birthday of that that year. I was probably great. It made me resonate with like why I do single in the city. Right. In the in the moment that I came up with, I think that every woman that has any entrepreneur or or hustler spirit Mm. in her heart. You just like I'm trying to. Say I know you. I'm a hustler, but I don't know yeah. what my avenue this is gets just you yet. Through yes, and when I realized, I mean, I had so many concepts in my mind. Mm. I was like, I'm gonna have wigs because mm. I love wigs. I was like, I'm gonna yeah. have a wig show, and then I said, Sing one in the city, because it was an experience, and why I think you and I, I want to talk about tonight. Why tonight is so special to me? Yeah, Sing one in the city for me was. A moment where it was like, let's normalize black women going through shit and talking about it. Ah. Because I feel like so many times black women are forced to go through what they go through, not talk about it, and go up and just and go just, on with and, their lives. Yeah, and, and, and be strong. 
and be strong. And so when I met Lovejoy, I literally remember she had a white dress on. You had a white dress on that night. That night I had on a Bitch was looking like Merle. I said, shirt. this bitch know me. <laughs> I did. Oh, oh, yep, I did. And, and, and it made me feel like this is why I made the show. Lovejoy being excited to meet me was like, wow. I was so excited, by the this way. This is why I made this, this so show. And so, so cool. why we get, this is a humble brag, why we get over 10,000 listeners in a week. Hello. Okay. Yeah. Period. Ten, we, we have that period. period. Why we get over 10,000 <laughs> listeners in, in a week is because we create a unique experience for black women. And my brother, I talked about this before we turn mm. on the mic. My brother has never dated a black woman. And I remember he out. also does podcasting. He produces for um, major podcast companies. And he was like, well, your show is really niche to black women. And I think you should expand. And I said, mm. that's not for me. I want to connect with black women. And I don't understand why people act like that is a negative. Mm. That your show resonates with black women. Right? Ciao. And I said... The fact that you told me that my show only connects with black women, you thought it was a negative, but I see it as a positive. Right, right. And when Lovejoy felt excited to see me, I said, this is exactly why I'm doing this. And when you said, I feel like I'm going over my time talking an hour no. about this experience. No. This is exactly why I think that it's important to have a Lovejoy on the show. Aww. Yeah. It's Thank an important you. to have black women ex yeah. voice their experiences because we're more common yes. than people try to yes. make us out to be. Yes. And Lovejoy, before the mic cracked, and this isn't even in an arrogant way, she said, you, you wouldn't believe how many people hate on me. And I yeah. said, no, I believe how many people hate on you because I know what it's like to feel as though when, when men get older, they're considered distinguished. Mm -hmm. And when women get older, they're considered as washed. Yep. Mm. Speak the fact. And when I see Lovejoy, I see somebody that is beautiful. Let me tell you. Spicy as fuck. I'm like, yo, I can't no wait lie. to have her on. No I lie. literally told Chrissy. I said, yo, Chrissy, I know you're she... my bodyguard, but you're going to love <laughs> no, Lovejoy. Listen, listen, if we go out, don't worry. Y'all going to be cute, but I'm going to fight. Damn, and it was just getting juicy. What's up? It's me, Chelsea, and you have just finished part one of Lovejoy's episode of Single in the City podcast. If you want to hear part two, don't worry. You don't have to wait a whole week. Part two will be up on the site on Thursday. That's right. Two episodes this week, so make sure you keep a lookout on it and follow us on social media for more details at Single in the City podcast. See you Thursday.